Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Brent Griffith, and this I, is... I'm Whitney Roberts. This is a very special show. It is the live stream. This is what we live streamed Saturday night, Louisville Arcade Expo 2018. And Brent, I'm looking at the chairs beside us, and the uh, seat cushions are still glowing red due to the sheer number of people that swapped in and swapped out. These things are still hot, man. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of folks in and out, and I'm sure you can tell by my voice, we did a lot of talking over the weekend at the show, broadcasting. Had a great time. If you can make it into Louisville for the Arcade Expo uh, for 2019 at this point, because this show is going to... We're sitting here, if you can hear the background noise... We're recording these bumpers on Sunday afternoon yep. as the show is kind of getting ready to close. close and we're, hey, on, we're on the short side of tw- it, for sure. 2019 will be here before you know it. It's just a show you got to make it to. So, so fast, so fast. And, yeah, I'm just looking here through the list, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We had ten people on the show, oh. Brent, not, ca- not counting us because we don't count. No, no, no. But uh, ten guests rotate in and rotate out. And, the, I mean, the discussion was good. We had the MixLR chat going. That was awesome. It was just a fun, fun, what, three hours. Oh, uh, yes. We yes. were kind of surprised. It, it, when you start talking, we covered pinball. We co- covered arcade. And because of the, the eclectic guests that we had, yeah. we did some pop culture and we did some movies. And we, it, it was just a great conversation. Yeah, so, it, it really yeah, was. It if, really was. Now, if you're new to the show... Give this a listen because I feel it was a great show. We had a great time. There was a lot of great interaction. The very, re- very lighthearted and fun. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, very fun. We, yeah. we really we really like to enjoy yeah. the company of you know, fellow collectors when we can get them on mic, face-to-face, yeah. and other folks in the industry. Now, if you're new to the show, you might want to back up and start and ch- with episode 64. Check that out. That is a more normal show in our stream, if you want to get an idea of what we're all about. But I, we really encourage you. I encourage you to listen to this show. This should be following the Friday night show. Mm-hmm. Give it a listen as well. Uh, that's our Friday night live stream. And, you know, just check us out. We'd love to have you as a listener. Yeah. So, Whitney, who all did we have? All right. So before we uh, kick into the uh, to the actual show content itself, we had just running down, the, uh, running down the list here. We had my daughter, Grace, and her cousin, Gareth. So, again, keeping the, uh, the tradition of uh, uh, friends and family first. Uh, that's one of the things I always love about this expo and how we've been able to feature uh, family on the show over time. Uh, we had also friends of the show, Adam Curry. Jay Patrick from uh, Podcast Roll, Chris Cruz from Sky Cursor, Corey Sims, uh, one of the owners at Rec Bar, uh, the great local establishment here in, in Louisville, uh, friend of the show Jeff Waldron and his daughter Paige, and then, of course, uh, the, the always bubbly, and I did use the word bubbly, <laughs> Mr. Sean O'Shea. Absolutely. Yes. And you know who we left out? Mr. David Corrigan. Oh, that is exactly right. Yes. He's the principal Thank organizer you. of the Grand Old Game Room Expo That would be number in 11. That's, that's 11 then. Yes, sir. We got it. So, Brent, with that, why don't you hit that big red button and let's listen to the show. Live from Louisville Arcade Expo 2018, Saturday night, the Broken Token Classic Arcade Pinball Podcast. I am Brent Griffith, and my co-host is kind of getting settled in right now. We've got him back. Brent, I feel like I haven't been here for a year. Literally. Well, it, 
you kind of haven't Whitney. Yeah, it's, I know. It's it's, it's been worked a that way. year. Yeah. It has been a year. <laughs> How about that, man? So uh, we've all we haven't started, and we've already got our first guest. Who do we have? Who do we have, Whitney? Tell you us. You know something, Brent. One of the things that I have always loved about doing this podcast is that we have. Uh, We've got a good record of featuring the kids of the family, and uh, this is no exception. So sitting across the table from us is my daughter, Grace, 12 years old. Oh, hello, Grace. And then her cousin, Gareth. Gareth? Hey. Hey. What's going on, man? You guys having a good time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Grace, lower that mic just a little bit. There you go. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so... You guys have been here for how long? Pretty much what? Three? Like an hour and a half, maybe? No, 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 no. It seems like it's been longer than that. Probably what? Two, two to three hours? I've sure. Been here since do, you 10 rem- do you remember the yeah, gear for those long gone days, Whitney, when we lost total track of time? Yeah, I can't, those days? I can't gauge time at all anymore. It's it's tough. It's tough. But uh, but you guys have been here for like I say, the af- Gareth. I know you've been here the afternoon. You've been playing quite yeah. a bit, Grace. You've been you've been rolling through here for for a few hours. Mm-hmm. What, what have you guys? Uh, what have you guys seen this year that's just been awesome? Besides Brent and I. Uh, <laughs> so, so you, you don't have oh, you don't have to answer to the positive on that. But anyway. Me. <laughs> no, I mean game wise, you guys got to play um, anything fun? Uh, probably Unreal Tournament. And uh, the yeah, that's going what we're to be. Uh, tournament this year of Unreal Tournament. Yeah, has that been fun? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and Grace, did you get to play that with Gareth as well? Yeah, I kept on dying. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. well, that's. I mean, yeah, that's that, just how that goes. Is that some kind of new? Vi- what is Unreal Tournament? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I remember the the it's, video, the PC game Unreal, yeah. but is that what it is? It, um, it's close, but it's a 1999 yeah. video game. It's yeah. A first person shooter, and it's just amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing. That, that's great. That's great. No, but well, you know, it's it's interesting because it's it's neat to go ahead and get the get have the kids on the show up front because we didn't uh, we didn't really get to do that last night I mean grace what were we doing we were at what an archery tournament for yeah. you weren't yeah. we yeah yeah so she was out like playing like I don't know what hunger games in real life so I guess it's kind of like the <laughs> yeah. best the best version of a video but game we weren't shooting each other yeah, well like, that well that's good like, we don't like, want that to happen maybe livestock like the, cattle or yeah. I mean what were you going after <laughs> yeah just something targets. faster like a goat oh, just targets okay like you not, were there I know, you know I know I know I'm just goading along the I'm just I'm leading along the conversation yeah mm-hmm. wasn't like mangy skunks or anything like that huh <laughs> No, that's that's good. That's good. So, so if you guys gotten to play any pinball or any of the any of the upright arcade games yet? No, I have. No. I've played um, a little bit of the Unreal Tournament uh, single player as well. Yeah. And that's all. Is that it? I can't think of the other <laughs> game, but I played one more. Now is that, oh, a, is that an arcade game or is that a console game? Uh, console game. Yeah. So, did they have it set up on PCs in that yeah. room? Yeah. Six, so, what they did is they bought a bunch of refurbished Dells and put them in boxes. And yeah, I'm proud that you know that they're Dells. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's sweet. How that's is sweet. that awesome? Well, it's you know he's a detail oriented guy, so that, that makes okay. it that makes it pretty nice. And speaking of computers, I'm actually building one. You are. Yeah. You're building uh, a computer right now. Well, good deal. Good deal. What are kind? you building it like Richard Pryor in Superman thir- three? Superman three. Th- Superman three. Yeah, that yes, would be yeah, that'd yeah. be the quest for peace. It, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you just are, like you building a super like evil computer? 
No. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> I'm building it for a uh, Oculus Rift. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So you're going to play some VR, huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's too new for us, Whitney. It, it really is. It, it would never... <laughs> my birthday. I know, I know, I know. Grace has only been asking for a VR setup for, what, a year and a half now, right? And a trampoline yeah. for, like, five years. Okay, so. all right. Well, <laughs> man, all I wanted was a remote-controlled car. Yeah. And you want a VR setup. Yeah, and a how, trampoline. How times have changed. Yeah, I know. I think she wants to use the VR while she's on the trampoline. Oh, I was going to say, if you've you got a good <laughs> a good VR setup, you don't need the trampoline. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, so what are you guys going to play? before the night closes out. I mean, are you going to play some pinball, make Daddy proud? Sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, that was the most noncommittal yes I've that ever heard. That was awesome. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll do it for you, Dad, just because. <laughs> just because. Anything else you guys have seen? Did you did you get to do the costume contest or anything like that? No. No. Anything else of note? I should have worn my uh, Umbreon costume. That would have been cool. Grace, where's your cappy hat? It's at home. I'm going to wear it tomorrow. Oh, I didn't have overalls to be Mario. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. But I, I was asking uh, I was asking your mother where the cappy hat was at, and she said, no, left it at home. So hopefully it's we'll see it. on my top bunk. Yeah, hopefully we'll see it tomorrow. <laughs> hopefully we'll see it tomorrow. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're going to cut you loose and let you, all get, let you all get on to the rest of the show. How about that? Thank you for opening up for us. Any any parting words of wisdom you might have for us? Uh, I'm the best person in the world. <laughs> okay, I will never argue that. How about that? All right, that's come to the Louisville Arcade Expo. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Oh gosh! All right. Well, there, there we go. I, there we, I, well, I mean, I've raised them up right. I'm just, I'm going to give up at this point because my goal was to be the best pusher in the world, yeah. and obviously, that that is just not going to happen. Well, you know, you've got to start out with a high opinion and then work from there. Oh, is, is that is it, that way it is? That's okay. exactly what it is. All right, who do we have rotating in? I don't know. There's just a couple guys that were yeah. walking by, and I just waved, and they gave me the nod, and here they are. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, yes. So, JP, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I am Jay Patrick. I am a co-host on Podcast Roll. We talk about stocks and bonds, bull market, bear markets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really boring stuff. And you're, and you're dressed for it. Uh, uh, exactly. Well, I did this for you guys. I dressed up just for you. I appreciate you. it. Th- yeah. My only thing is... Uh, How's JP? your ears, JP? How's my what? How's your ears? A little loud, a little low? What do you want? No, we're good. You're okay. good? We're okay. good. Yeah, I'm popping a little bit, but I think that's me, not the... Uh, yeah, I think we're having a little issue here, so... I think, Pod- it's, all, I think it's the myriad of connectors. I think it's all around, yeah. yeah. I'll yes. try not to... Uh, Pop be up on the microphone on like the this. Yes. I don't want to come on your show and correct you. No, it's all good. No, you're more than welcome to. Uh, yeah. Superman 4 was the quest oh, for was peace. It? Was that the quest for peace? Okay, Superman thank you. Four. See, thank now you I lead it off peace. with 13 because I was just going to be silly, kind of like Rocky, like yeah. 6,000 or whatever it was in Spaceballs. And then I think that I, I will help you, Whitney, and say I led you, and I think you jumped on the 3 and 13. Yeah, However, I will enough. obviously defer. Yeah, we, we can pull all that together. I will defer to JP's... <laughs> Some pop culture yes. knowledge, but yes, it was he, he does uh, know it. It was Richard Pryor who tried to build the uh, the, the super computer, computer? Yeah. yes, with exactly. the blueprints on the back of cigarette packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. we know that that was destined to work. So, I mean, uh, work for me. Yeah, it made and a movie out of and it. And then to my right, yes, sir. Hello. Oh, you got to get closer. There. Yeah, you got to get, you get tilt up, it up a little bit. Yeah, tilt, gotta, it, tilt, tilt the mic up. And get into it. Love it. Talk real right good. Into it. Okay, is that better? Oh, oh that's, that's oh, getting there we better. Go. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes. All so, right. hi everyone. My name is Adam Curry. Uh, 
proprietor of the YouTube show, The Pinball Workshop. Excellent. And we've talked about Adam's uh, YouTube channel on the show here as of recently as well. Absolutely. And thank yeah. you guys uh, for having me on. No, so, no worries. Big fans of the Broken Token uh, podcast. In <laughs> fact, uh, recently took a trip back from Manchester, United Kingdom, and yeah. those six-hour podcasts really let the time fly. <laughs> they, they do. They, I mean, they're good for they're good for doorstops in international flights. Indeed. I was halfway across the Atlantic with the soothing sounds of Whitney putting well, that'll me put everlasting you, That'll put you to sleep, sleep, won't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's good for that and many trips to the mini bar is what it is. So <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just leave it at that. So, leave Adam, that. tell everybody what you're covering on your show. We talked a little bit about it, I think, two shows ago, maybe on show it, it, 60. It was two shows ago. 60. Two, yes. maybe on show sixty-two. Uh, two shows ago, you 60, just had a actually sixty-three. It was sixty-three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you had a couple of videos up, and then mm-hmm. my, my favorite part was uh, you sent me a, a times uh, an area to go to a specific time and. Uh-huh. Uh, it told a story. So tell us a little bit about what you're covering, what you're doing, and, Absolutely. and what so, happened. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, I think the one thing about uh, that you see nowadays is that there seems to be an unserved market of pinball repair and restoration. You'll find a lot of great things like PinWiki, if you remember the old Tim's videos back in the VHS days. But trying to bring that up into the 21st century, uh, we're trying to create some functional videos. And the one video I think, uh, Brent, uh, oh, you're yes. talking about is the... Uh, part of my Let's Shop Out Jurassic Park video. And it brings up a couple of different things that's important to note is that there's all of us, even those that are considered experts in the field, that have specific issues. That I don't sometimes consider myself an expert in anything. No, and I, nor do, my, nor do Except it myself. Except maybe lunch. <laughs> I'm good with lunch. Indeed. <laughs> So one thing that's great about that is that you're able to you know, learn from your mistakes. So I made a mistake of not properly securing my play field to my rotisserie. And uh, I start you know, yanking on things and trying to get those, uh, the, uh, the set screws off the, the, the flipper assemblies. And all of a sudden, the play field comes crashing down. So you know, it's one of those things that as we all learn about how to do better pinball maintenance and repair, is making sure that you're taking not only, not only that you have the right tool, but you take the right process and procedure in order to do that appropriately. So yeah. those are things that we cover. We do functional videos, so you're not going to get a lot about my life in general, except uh, when my wife films videos because I'm doing something incredibly dangerous, like my elect- my electric pinball winch video that you may have saw. <laughs> no, 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 I haven't seen that, but I no, want to I haven't to seen suddenly. that either, but that's, that's interesting. Can you can you talk a little bit about your rotisserie? I mean, it, did you make, and I haven't seen the video, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. did you make a rotisserie? Did you buy one, or what, what's, the, what's the backstory? Yeah, so for a rot- rotisserie, I think there's been plans out there for a while, and they've been yeah. improved upon. If, you, if you're on the, uh, the pin side forum, You'll and find that's, the, that's what I was leading the, into. The, the black metal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great information out there. Not everybody necessarily has access or, or finds access to certain forms or the old uh, rec games, pinball, uh, uh, Usenet groups back in the day. So, you know, trying to bring that information forward so as things start to maybe get more archival, that we can bubble that things up in different mediums to take on. So, yeah, uh, that'll be something in terms of the video I'll be going over is how to create your own history and building one from scratch in a video. So stay tuned for that one. That's excellent. That, that's excellent because, um, you know, I've always wanted to build one and have one, but I but I didn't want to spend the four hundred and thirty dollars, four hundred and fifty dollars. No, n- nothing against Pinball Life, but I'm sure if I call up Terry and give him a credit card, a, a rotisserie will show up. I just didn't want to devote that kind of money to a rotisserie. And uh, well, if you're, if yeah. it's if it's tool you will use, that's the thing. You know, yeah. then it's worth it. Yeah, it is. And it if, is. If you're not constantly restoring pinball machines to that level, and I'm not, you pull the playfield out, then you've got a question: Is the expense worth it? it? It's and for me, I, and I know it's a personal, it's a personal consideration, but for me, it's just not worth it. But building one for occasional use. That's right up yeah. my alley, right there. Because I could just pull it out when I need it, 
and I don't really have a whole lot of money into now, it. And here, here's what I'll mention. I, I think I mentioned it on the show when we talked about your videos. Your videos, uh, they're, they're nicely edited. The sound is, is great. But it's not like the Facebook vi- vision of the world where it's all perfect and all... You made a mistake, mm-hmm. and you're, you came back from it, and it was like... It was just you in frame, and it's like, okay, now we're going to dissect the mistake, yeah, and we're going to come clean on it, and we're going to learn a lesson. Exactly. You know, it's just it, you, there wasn't a cut, and then you, it just never happened. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to note too. I think back to Whitney's Whitney's statement as well is that you know when these machines were built, even today, they're built in more of a commercial aspect, maybe not as much. So they're, they're meant to be repaired. They're meant to be worked on. And so just because we can go buy a new board or replacement board doesn't mean that we should. We should take the time to try to replace things. So yeah, we. we you know, I try to be as honest as possible. I learn from this, from making these videos. So it's something that, uh, you know, we all can hopefully learn from each other and move forward. With. Cool. Well, yeah. why don't you give everybody, unless you had something else with No, you. no, 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 that, that's fine. Uh, why don't you give everybody all your, you are, uh-oh, look, uh, it's a Wookiee. <laughs> Wookie. We, we, we have, for folks that haven't seen on the Facebook page, we act, we have a, well, that's not, that's near life size because I didn't it's, think Chewbacca it's, pre- like it's pretty seven. close. JP, how tall is Chewbacca? I mean, spot on. Make it. Call it seven four, right? Seven three, seven four, seven, something okay. like that. Yeah. So we have a well, maybe a six foot Chewbacca yeah. cut out with our T-shirt on it. Yeah. And it just almost attacked Whitney. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was. I, I'm scarred. <laughs> I, I've watched it from this side of the table. Adam, give everybody all your contact information again. What your YouTube channel yeah. is? How do we find you? How can people send you all kinds of wonderful mail? Fantastic. So today, what you can do is you can find me on the YouTube.com/slash/pinballworkshop. That's the best and easiest way to keep up. Uh, if you have any specific questions, requests uh, for videos, you can get that at the pinballworkshop at gmail.com. Cool. Hey, real awesome. Quick, Adam, before you go, I've got I've got two things I want to ask sure. you, if you don't mind. Number one. What's your wh- favorite color? Yeah, no. Blue. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> I didn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let the question stand. How about that? I, what's your what's your post edit process look like for your YouTube videos? Do you do all that in house and do it yourself, or it's all in house? I use Camtasia because I can't afford Adobe Premiere Pro. Again, we're doing this a little bit on the cheap, but okay. that's something I use and it, it works out very well for me. Yeah, I was I, w- I was kind of curious, because, and I wanted to ask about the tool set because mm-hmm. we get a lot of questions uh, funneled to us just through casual conversation around what what your tool setup look like. What do you guys use? And I'm always curious as to how people choose to solve that problem of post-production. So Camtasia? Camtasia is for post-production. It's a very good tool. It's been around a long time. Indeed. And so if you want to go off, like I'm doing uh, one real quickly on valley displays, how to repair valley displays, and I actually show some diagrams. So it's easy to go back to the computer and do that as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And number two, as far as as far as future plans for the for the channel, I mean, can you give us a, a bit of a layout as far as what you're going to be tackling over, let's say, the next three months? Yeah, so we're going to keep continuing doing uh, shop out videos. We're going to do keep, uh, keep doing things about board work repair, NVRAM installs, oh, okay. uh, how to uh, look about buying machines in, in different eras. So you know, it's different to buy a, a '90s Bally Williams machine in terms of what to look for versus a, a '70s System One Gottlieb. Yeah. So we're going to walk through all those so that people will have a kind of a reference material that if they're going to go look at a machine. Uh, through a site, they can come back, look at that video, and look at this for specific things to look for. Yeah, cool. One, one thing I'd mm-hmm. add: uh, there's a pin side thread that's called Terry B's Guide oh, to Logic yes. Probes. Yes. I think that'd be an excellent one for you to turn into a video and show folks how to use a Logic Probe. And, and Terry Terry does a great job of describing. Yeah. But I think it's something that would translate real well to a video, and it seems like they'd be right up your alley as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll add that to the listener our Tech Fantastic. and Tools videos. Yeah. Great. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Hey. Yep. Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. No. Thank you, sir. Actually, I have a question yes. before you leave. 
you got all you guys can help answer this because uh, obviously I'm the dumbest guy at the table right now. No, 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 dude. No, you're uh, not because I, because I miscalled the Superman uh, movie. Uh, so it's all good. But um, so you take the pinball machines apart mm-hmm. and you have the, the the play field. And if you need to do some work on the play field, you guys know how to do that. But the question I need answered is. On happy days, scientifically, how did Fonzie get the jukebox to start just by snapping his fingers? Well, see, the problem and was there was no ground plug on the pinball machine, <laughs> which then then set something to the circuit that actually overloaded the uh, Rockola. Yeah. To cause oh, so it was the flux capacitor. It was the yeah. flux capacitor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my answer would be that was all handled in that was all handled in pre. So <laughs> it was a stacked deck, is what it was. Whitney, yeah. Whitney ruining the dream yeah. once again. Yeah, it's it, you know it's much like the guys who are behind. The wall in the Enterprise, and they slide the door. It's two dudes, yeah. you know, that are hourly, and they mm-hmm. slide the door open, they slide the door shut, and it has to be like that. Do they They're, do the cool sound effect with their mouth? They have to, Shh. yeah, <laughs> they have to. And so, yeah, there's there is no magic. It's just all done. It's, it's all Fantastic. done by some dudes just pushing on stuff. Yeah, Got it, it, well, the entire world, well, that set at least was like uh, the Muppets. It was actually a story off the ground, and there was a group of people below it manipulating exactly. everything that was mm-hmm. in the Happy Days Just world. Using all the wire. H- oh. How do you think he got over the shark when he jumped? That's true. That's true. Well, let's not discuss the water, because that yeah. was magic. Uh-huh. Or, the mag- <laughs> or the magic of the real shark being the magic, there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, Adam. We greatly appreciate it. Great. Thank you, guys. No, oh, that's yeah, not thank, a problem. You, thank you for sitting in, sir. Appreciate yeah. it. Take care. It's so set. Like, uh, usually I'm here with Adam. From no, podcast role, I know. Kind of got an atom, and so yeah. you guys got an atom for me to hang well, out with for a minute. That out. was nice. It worked out. Yeah. We we like Adam, this Adam, but there's no stand-in for your Adam. Exactly. That's true. Tell every AJP. Hey, tell everybody, you know, which where you're from, what show you do. Uh, we do podcast role. It is a uh, weekly show. We cover movies, TV, video games, kind of into that uh, geek culture, that fandom culture. Uh, it's myself and uh, my co-host Adam Pewitt, and uh, we just have fun. We just goof off. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, at your radio, Spotify. You can also find us at adamandjp.com, facebook.com slash pod, or actually facebook.com slash adamandjp, where when Megaran takes the stage later tonight, I'm going to go Facebook Live. Are you And real? actually have some of that on Fantastic. Facebook. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we ought to we ought to try Facebook Live at some point, but man, that's a commitment right there. And I don't know that everybody else is ready for that. So, so. I know Whitney, you listen to podcasts, role. I do, and I do. Yes, and I tell you what, I have I have learned so much from your show. Yeah, um, how not to broadcast. <laughs> I lo- no, I like it's, the, it's just good general knowledge, just about the world at large. Well, there's the world yeah. at large. There's a, a deeper dives into the the culture to which I subscribe. There's, yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot of stuff about wrestling that I was out of touch with after all these many years that I've yeah. learned about. Yep, and just recently, I've I know you and I have traded mes- messages, JP, about this. There's this Rick and Morty phenomenon. I'm Pickle Rick. Is that how that goes? I'm Pickle Rick. Yeah. Pickle Rick. Okay. I've never seen Rick and Morty, so, so I didn't know. Pickle Rick from Rick is, and Morty? Is it solid? It's good? So we're getting the okay. thumbs up from Corey. From, yeah. Hey, Corey, sit down there if you yeah. want. Hey, dude, put on some headphones, man. So hop, hop in. Here, I've seen the Rick and Morty, uh-huh. like, and I guess I kind of knew their names. I've never seen the cartoon. And then I've seen the, the pictures of the one as a pickle. Pickle and, Rick? Yeah. So you talked about this in the show. How does what? How did that happen? I don't understand that. Uh, he turned himself into a pickle to get out of uh, family counseling. Well, how, 
How did he turn himself into a pickle? Because he's the smartest person in the history of all the universes and the multiverse. What was the choice about a pickle? Oh, my goodness. I I don't understand. Why did he have to go with a pickle? Oh, my goodness. We we like to bring gifts to our... uh, Can I hold it like a prize? Oh, absolutely, you can. So uh, tell everyone what you have, JP. Uh, I've just been presented with my very own jar of huge Velastic pickles. <laughs> that now is, uh, I truly am great. Pickle Rick. Well, read, yes, read the yes, front you are. <laughs> I'm Kosher Dill Pickle Rick. Holes. <laughs> oh, I'm Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle yeah, Rick. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it, he, so he just turned. Uh, uh, do I have to watch it? Is it one of those yeah. things? Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna have to watch it. There's no yeah. explaining. Like the, it. You've like, got to be. It's there. one of those things. Like to just say that. Like, hey, turn himself into a pickle to avoid family counseling. Sounds dumb. Yeah. But when you see the process. It makes more and you sense. see the episode, and you see the comedic genius involved in it. <laughs> it's awesome. So, uh, I'm gonna have to catch up then because I, yeah. I have not seen. It. I, I don't know the premise of the show. Dan Harmon, uh, writer producer of the show, Rick and Morty. Did you ever watch Community when it was on? No. And nope. with Joe McHale? Nope. Allison Brie? Nope. No. That, yeah, not well, a bell. He came. Uh, Rick and Morty was his next project after Community. Okay. Oh, Chevy Chase was on that show too. Oh what no community. Yeah. I I recognize the name but I don't I I have never seen it. I yeah. I I failed GJP. I'm sorry. That's okay. What It's all right. What Whitney, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, we're just I'm trying to get Grace a water. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Can you pass me a water from under oh, there, please? Hold on, Would you guys like a pickle? Yeah. No, we're good on the pickles. Do you need man. a pickle? No, no, no. Cuz I have a whole jar of we them. We can pass on the pickles. I, I we're good on that. I'm going to go set up a table and sell these for a quarter a piece or 50 cents a piece. Well, hey, if you think you can make money on it, do it. I'm pretty sure I can. Hold, wh- it's hey, official Rick and Morty there pickle we, pickles. We, this whole place is cross-wired like a Christmas tree. Uh-huh. And it just any wrong move will take this this empire of a podcast oh, this, this right empire down. just goes tumbling Absolutely. down to the ground. Clark, it's is your a, house on fire? <laughs> we, are, we are like Atari, like 1986, just, where it's just like balancing an egg yeah. on an egg, and at any minute it's just going to go all you, away. You know uh-huh. what I need right now are the, I was pole, getting nervous, the, pole, position, the pole position matches. Because oh all it takes gosh. is one shake of the match of the matchbox, this and place will go down. Boom! It'll, the it'll, whole thing goes up just like in a flaming effigy of effigies. Really, we're sit- <laughs> yeah. we're sitting in a tinderbox. Yeah, we're sitting we're, in a tinderbox. Really That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you have to take a look at the pictures on uh, on our Facebook page. You can see the 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 sprawling booth that we have. The folks at the fine folks at Louisville Arcade Expo really set us up this year, and, and in a good way. They, oh, I mean, very much. They've so in set a good us way. up in a terrible, terrible way in prior years. But <laughs> wow! This year, I think they've. Paid. Well, I gotta go, guys. This year, yep. <laughs> it was great. It was great talking to nice. you guys. It was great knowing you. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I'm see leaving. you, uh, So we're right inside the front door. Yeah. We've got a nice prime spot right here on the on the edge of the arcade, and uh, a lot of space around us. Yet we've still managed to completely clutter it up and make it look like a disaster. Yeah, I mean it's because we we do this to ourselves every single time. It's we bring way more than we need and well, we make it way more complex than it needs to be. So. If you got rid of the huge bags of cocaine, you'd have a lot of a lot more space. Well, they, to no, do actually, actually they serve a purpose, yeah. but it's uh, no. it's always after midnight. It's yeah. 1984, guys. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. That goes on your head, David. So we've got someone joining us. I know this guy. Yeah, you've met I don't know before. how to work this stuff. <laughs> Tilt that microphone up. you got to eat it. Hello. Yeah, Hello. Take there mic- you need go. microphone etiquette for me, not Whitney. There you okay. go. I don't yes. know where this has been. So. It, you don't want to know. See, this is how our show goes. But yeah. I can't edit this out in post because it's live. Exactly. Tell, uh, introduce <laughs> yourself, David. Hey, I'm David. 
Excellent. Excellent. David, would you, oh, wait. You yeah. wanted more. David, would you, you like a pickle? Going. You wanted more. Keep would you like a pickle? David, would you like a pickle? Yeah. So, uh, David Corgan, I run the Nashville Arcade uh, Grand Old Game Room Expo. Yes, sir. The fine, fine yes. Grand Old Game Room Expo show. Thank you. Oh, just no, a, we love it. You've just announced for 2018, so it's back. It it's is back. bigger than ever. I don't know why, but it's back. We decided <laughs> um, after a little deliberation that, yeah. Back in November, 9th so, through eleventh. Yeah, we're looking for we're looking forward to going, man. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So you got a little venue change, sounds like. Yeah, we're uh, we're really close to downtown now, so like two miles from downtown Nashville, uh, Millennial Maxwell House Hotel. Okay. Hey, cool. H- has the room blocks and everything already gone up? I know you've announced, but Yeah, yeah, so room blocks are up and uh, you should book it early because we uh, it's a smaller room block, so we'll probably, is, is probably it really? sell out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Book early and often. Book yes. early and book often. Yeah. So, 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 David, what's for for anybody who hasn't been to the show in the prior years? What, what's what's going to be the big draw you, you feel for this year coming um, up? So, I'll be there. So okay. You get to hang out with me. Okay. I'll uh, I'll, re- I'll re-ask the question. Yeah. What's going <laughs> to be the big draw David, for twenty eighteen? Let's just be honest. Your wife is uh, much funnier and much more interesting. Yeah, to hang out yeah. With. That's why she's at the front desk, and I'm <laughs> like with the dolly moving <laughs> machines. Fair enough. And we, and we and we all know how this goes. So, yeah. Yeah. No, um, you know, we're going to have a, a big Stern booth again. Uh, you know, Marco and uh, guys are going to be bringing those machines in. We're going to have a big pinball tournament again. Yeah. So do you, know, do you know what the next Stern is already? I think everybody knows it's Iron Maiden. <laughs> That's, that seems to be the word on the street. I think yeah. everybody's betting that it's Iron Maiden. If it's yeah, not, then everybody's wrong. But Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good way to say it. You know. Yeah. I thought the exotic dancers you added this year was a good call. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. It brought yeah. people yeah. in. Yeah. It did. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All, I, really all did. I can say, JP, is he made me really nervous. It got a little rough after <laughs> yes. later in the evening, but no, it was a good call. Overall. We only had to escort like five people out, so yeah. it wasn't that bad. <laughs> exactly. I just <laughs> run and hid, so yeah. you know, they, I just tried to pretend it never happened. Well, you can't ask them to change a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> That's no, the no. first problem. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stay in the pocket. No, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yes. So, David, we've got a... Um, uh, Kind of, I guess, show-related. I mean, a really, really pivotal question that I know I have to know the answer to. I think JP would be in the same camp. I don't think Whitney cares. <laughs> Back to the Future, what order do you rank them in? Best? Please tell me you've seen all three. I have seen all three, Are you yes. familiar with all three? Yes. Okay. So what order do you rank them in in terms of best to worst? One, one, three, two. Oh, I just, yes. I still don't get yeah. that. It's I still one, three, don't two. get it. Two is just a transition, yep. out, and it doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to have a number two movie that's that stands I'm, up. I'm yeah. telling you, in 1989, when that movie came out and you went to see it in the theater, it felt incomplete. You felt like you just watched basically a trailer for Back to the Future movies. So like it didn't feel r- like a quick, whole story. This group behind you, I was speaking with them earlier, and they're starting a podcast. Oh, They've got a excellent. couple shows in. Excellent. Nice. That's not the interesting point. The interesting point is they walked up and they waved, and then they all started looking at that jar of pickles. Would you like a pickle? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. He would like a pickle. Oh, uh, see. Are you uh, you going to... You might as well. I mean, just go ahead and crack don't, the seal and get it I'm going to open this and get pickle juice all over juice. my white shirt. No, don't do that. You know, I'm going to let you guys open no, it. No, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Just turn turn around and open it facing the other way. Yeah. There you go. Can I look you dead in the Oh, eyes? my gosh. Do it. Yeah. Do it. He's going to open it. But before you eat it, you have to scream, I'm Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> 
Don't spill hey, that. Can somebody give me a beer real quick? No, we don't have hey, any. We don't have any. This is, buddy. <laughs> hey, look, the, the pickle's enough. You know, we're not, this isn't full service. I have pickle rig. <laughs> we got a pickle rig. We, we do oh, have a pickle rig. Excellent. <laughs> and she's wondering how she was left holding the jar of pickles. Yeah. Well, the show has this Like literally and theoretically, yeah. she's wondering how she was <laughs> she left was holding, holding the, the jar, jar of pickles. pickles. Yeah. The, the show Thank has, you. Make sure that lid is, is tight. tight. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, seriously, I think we've peaked. <laughs> we, we, yeah. We I think that was, I, that I was think a highlight peaked. for me. <laughs> yes. yep. Yeah, I seriously, I think we've peaked. <laughs> All right. Back on What's track. your podcast? Which, so, uh-oh. Got to ask what the podcast is. What's the podcast? Is. It's called Troll Respawn, and it doesn't exist yet. Oh, oh, they're oh, still okay. spinning it up. Okay. Still spinning it up. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they're working out license agreements. Well, it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point in the future, there will be a podcast. So it's it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's got like a couple songs it's, in it's, it. No, okay, yeah. It's, they Guardi- got it it's, Gar- it's the Guardians code. The Guardians pinball. Yeah. 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 Imagine what his breath is like. She's worried about the smell of the pickles. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, she, she's well, you okay. know. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so uh, back to the future. <laughs> you saw it. It was incomplete in the theater. Just left. Yeah, you. I just thought it was incomplete. Yeah, yeah. No, I was disappointed with it when I saw it originally in the now, theater. Now this, now this is interesting. Now I'm gonna, I'm hopping into the MixLR chat right now, and this, on chat, our buddy Adam Pewitt, yes, your oh, illustrious boy. co-host. We've met Adam. Okay. We've heard about Adam. Oh yeah, and uh, we surely wish you were here, Adam, so we could do some Adam's ghost and just pal around in general. But Adam calls it his two one three which I think is a, a very interesting way to look at it. And then our, our good friend of the show, Jim Hale, Leo the Low, he calls it with me. He calls it one, two, three. And Jim, you're right. It is one, two, three. Well, I'll tell you this much about Jim. He also, uh, he's also, he's also, also his favorite captain is Picard. So, I mean, he's like, <laughs> sorry, Jim. You're in, you're oh, really? You want to go there? Ask yeah. Adam. Yeah, I was Since gonna... he's listening. Woo. Adam, who's your favorite captain from Star Trek? Janeway. Get ready for the answer. Janeway. Exactly. That's so funny. And, and Sean O'Shea, he just commented in. He said one, two, three as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that we have the entirety of the Internet agreeing with the one, two, three positioning. I'm thinking that a lot of our listeners don't have good taste in movies. Uh, well, We're, I mean, they have fun taste in movies because they like Back to the Future. Okay, They're just exactly. confused. And, you know, he's, it may have saving been. me. I'm hanging myself with my own listenership. And he is, yes, he is yes you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. You know, you know, Brent, you do have to you do have to. Uh, dance with the ones that brung you. So we're not doing that right now, and it's going to hurt. And that's and, why I have a jar of pickles. Yeah, and uh, Jim Hale does say, yeah, you don't want to go there about the whole Picard discussion. So, yeah, he's, he's chatting us up. And uh, Adam Pugh does say Janeway all yeah, day. Janeway Janeway is, oh, uh, was, yeah, Janeway is That is hilarious. His favorite Star Trek captain. Janeway all Jane, day, he said. Yeah. Janeway just seemed angry. Like, she had something to prove. She yeah. was always, she just seemed angry. But you can put me in the Picard camp. I, I think Picard's the best captain. Uh, you, a, you'll slide into that. I would say Picard, Cisco. I like Cisco. Kirk, Janeway. I'm I'm Kirk all the way. It's Kirk. It's Kirk. Any sure. ver, any yeah. version. I'll take both versions of Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, both old versions and are strong. young. Old yeah, and young. yeah, they're both awesome. I, I mean, I I just so teeter between Kirk and Picard. It's it's a, I mean, it's just a fine balancing act for me, but. Janeway, I liked. Yeah, Cisco, yeah Cisco, There's Cisco no just bad didn't really, Star Trek captain. That's true. Yeah. Cisco just really didn't resonate with me. I don't know why. I just he uh, he just really didn't. started kind of coming into his own later in the series. Now yeah. uh-huh. I've seen the entire series, but I saw it in broadcast back in the day, so the details are a little fuzzy. I mean, but he started coming into his own in the end. And the story started revolving a little more around him, if I remember correctly, right. because he was dealing with 
uh, what was it? Something to do with the 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 beings in the wormhole, and he was. Well, yeah, there was the whole. Uh, what was Otto? What was his? Uh, Odo. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah, Odo. What was Odo's uh, uh, species? Uh, he was a. Founder. They were shapeshifters. But yeah, they, were they called, called him something. a founder. Yeah, and yeah, they were going to come in through the the. Um, they were going to come in. There was the ri- always the risk that they could invade, and you wouldn't know they would invade. So they had that whole story arc where they were trying to prepare for an invasion. Yeah. Okay. But then you had the stuff with the Klingons and the breakdown and the treaties. And I think Deep Space Nine is a fascinating Star Trek show. It, was, it really is. Everyone called it, what was it, like Gilligan's Island in space? And well, I think that's that Deep a bad Space thing? Nine. I mean, that's, that that's Deep Space great. Nine. Yeah. But they, well, that's kind of lost in space. Well, yeah. the difference with, with, with Deep but Space yeah, no, Nine Gilligan's is, Island is awesome. the stories came to them <laughs> yeah. versus they went to the stories. They right. traveled to the stories. Yeah, they traveled there is that. Yeah, yeah. There, there is that. There is that. So, I, Dave, how about your show? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We should all come. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to have pickles? Yeah. We will now. I didn't know that it was needed, but yeah. now I know, I know what it was like. Do you hey. watch Rick and Morty? No, I don't. Oh, I, Dave. Tell you I what, I don't have time for stuff, man. I really don't have time to be honest. I don't have time to do anything. I get that. Dave, <laughs> yes. Dave brings in all the best podcasters, and by that, uh, I'm talking about everyone at this table, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. and Adam, who unfortunately couldn't make it, and he fully stocks the green room. Uh, at least Whitney and I, we like only the the red M and M's. I don't know what Adam and JP's preference is, but now it's got to be that. All the labels on the bottled water have to be facing the same way, and pickles. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, you guys are definitely the most demanding out of all the guests, for sure. Oh, so, we are. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about it. <laughs> what? No, I'm not. <laughs> Just I, because I demanded that car pick me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A pink 68 Thunderbird. I don't understand yeah. well, that. I wasn't going to say what kind of car it was. Yeah. It's kind of hard to source That's what I asked days. for. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to find an Uber driver with yeah. that type of car, huh? Exactly. So, so David, this is what you're going to be your third year of the show, correct? Yeah, year three. Yeah, yeah year number three. It goes what, by fast. It it does. It does. And how many square feet did you say is going to be inside this facility? So this is eleven thousand. Okay, I uh, didn't know if you mentioned that, but I thought you did. But I'm sorry if if you hadn't. Yeah. Already. So I mean, it's it's a little bit smaller than what we had space wise, but we're just going to cut out some things that people didn't really. They didn't really utilize much anyway. Like the Broken Token podcast? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I, we would be I near mean. the top to cut. I, I, <laughs> I get it. It's, trust me. I see and it. I don't take any offense at it either. Uh, we're but doing I get a little it. trimming and I see I, a little fat. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's all good. It's all but, good. Uh, but yeah, like, you, like board You didn't have gaming. to say a thing. Your eyes yeah. told the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like board gaming, it's it's hard to, to pull people away from the arcade and pinball to do some stuff like that. So yeah. that, that some of that stuff just wasn't utilized. So we're, we're going to scale back on all that. And okay. We'll still have plenty of room for the arcade pinball and the consoles. So. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Understood. Uh, panel discussions and stuff like that, you think, are, are going to make a return back? I'm hoping so. I need to do a floor plan, figure out where it's all going. Fantastic. It, it, you know, Because yeah, the venue was just recently announced. Yeah. And it's, I, I, know, I imagine, yeah. well, I can only imagine, David, the, the negotiation and the back and forth required to do that and then you know once the once all that's locked in it's like the ball's rolling yeah and that's, it, that's it, it can go. Now, yeah like yeah. indiana jones kind of you know you're running away from the huge boulder i, I get it um, i get it just that, just find some place for for us and adam and jp to park and we can all sit cross-legged style you know tp style and we, right. can, we can get our little zoom out and do do a few shows get It'll some be bean great. bags and a bullhorn yeah. and you're good to go oh, exactly just, you yes. don't even have to give me bean bags you give me a bullhorn that's a saturday yeah. night i'll yeah. do it <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. 
Wow. So that's yeah. happening tonight. What about at some point? That, that's I've, happening tonight. I've got some, some stories, JP. Ask me later. Give everybody your contact information, Dave. Where to find the show information. So my home stuff. address is... Um, no, and my social security number yes, is... Yes, yes. You can go to Grand Ole Expo. That's grandoleexpo.com. And uh, all the info's on there. Uh, Millennium Maxwell House, Nashville, November 9th through 11th. Looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a fun show. Sweet. Hey, yeah. Dave, you tell what? Uh, I got a parting gift for you since, you know, I got perfect expo fair. You've got to actually be prepared. You've got to, you know, there's things that go on in the expo, some things you got to be uh, ready to deal with. Nourishment is one. And, you know, a little, there's also always that little bit of an issue of maybe some cleanliness now, and we're not everybody and we're not saying you need any no of that. no i just want we're, this we're is just a gift pack from the broken token crew yeah uh, wow. and i'm not putting at our jp into this just yet in case he doesn't want it admit to knowledge of, of this but so anyway there's there's your gift pack let everybody know what you got yeah so it's a can of vienna sausage which is, is always <laughs> handy or, i guess or, well questionable at, um, you know, at in case you're ever it's not stuck in a snowbank somewhere yeah, in yeah. some dark road yeah. if you're desperate between, you're gonna go there and yeah there between here in your hotel room, snowbanks can happen at any time, so just watch out. Yeah, and yeah. It, is this is this soap or candy? It looks like soap. Try it out. Yeah, <laughs> eat it and let us. I'm know. guessing you so. know, bathe yeah. with it first. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run underwater take and see if it survives. Yeah, take a, take a bite and report back. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it's Pac-Man and the ghosts. I mean, it's pretty cool looking. And a little, and a little broken token yeah. swag. In oh there yeah, too. yeah, nice. Yeah, I will let you know it's soap and um, with. You know all the shared machinery around here. Yeah, it will, yeah. It, it will come in handy. So yeah, keep your yeah. hands away from your face and wash after you. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? Bathe with the Vienna sausage and see what that's like too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and attract. I a like lot the cut of your gym, coyotes and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. coyotes. <laughs> I mean, you know, how that goes. Well, the good thing about it is if you can find a few snowbanks, you can completely outrun them. Yeah. So you're good. <laughs> so. No, don't worry about it. You're good. All right. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank We're going to rotate in the next guest. Right. Yeah, thank you for sitting in, Dave. Appreciate awesome, it, guys. Dave. You know, if Adam's still listening, I'm sure he'll chime in about the Vienna sausage. Because he's Ooh. a huge oh. fan of Vienna sausages. <laughs> so, huge. So, Adam, we're going to put the question to Chad. What is your favorite flavor Vienna sausage? And actually, yeah, inquiring minds do want to know. I almost want to isolate that stick at the end of that little bit. <laughs> ask Adam about the Vienna sausage. Make sure to ask Adam about his Vienna sausage. <laughs> is. is. Sausages. Yeah, I've always wondered how many people truly like the barbecue because the barbecue are just gross. I mean, that's just some nasty I'm gonna go stuff. Just gross to begin with. Yeah, I'm going right? to go as yeah. far as I can't remember the last time I had a Vienna sausage, if ever. No, I'm sure that I did. It seems like we had some around the house here and there was a, when I was younger. Uh-huh. But I can't think because when you open them, don't they kind of have like that congealed? Oh, oh yeah, there's yeah. the skin on top. Yeah, it's it's the stuff you use a knife and scrape off the top and it. It takes the knife off with it, is what it does. Yeah, but Adam does say Janeway in Vienna's all day. So all right, you know yeah. what? I'll give you, I'll give him that. Yeah. He's, he's committed. He if is nothing committed. Else, he's right. committed. Not yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything we can do to help you out, let us know. Let Thanks. Us know. All right, so we got a new guest here at the mic. Chris, go ahead and say hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, hey good evening, evening Chris. All right, yeah, yep, tilt yep, it down it, and hop up it. on Perfect. it. There you yeah, go. Got to ride it like a motorcycle, dude. <laughs> so let everybody know who you are and what's cool. Yeah, what yeah. So uh, my name is Chris Cruz. Uh, I'm part of the Skycursor team uh, developing a new arcade game. It's actually uh, available now to the public. And uh, I'm also part of the team that uh, developed a platform called Airfl- Airframe, which is uh, to allow indie developers to release games onto uh, the arcade. 
So, Chris, we had you wow. on last year, I believe. Yep. Yep. Yes. That was a great time. And so since no, thank then, you. thank you. I, I think oh, <laughs> we didn't pay you for saying no, that. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to step back. That kind of went right over my head. He had a great time on our show. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. Gosh. It's the reason why it takes two to run a show. Oh yeah, so absolutely. We yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say that when you were on last year, you were just releasing for public purchase yeah. or are just about to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was a, a wild experience for sure. We uh, we weren't expecting it to be so focused on home collectors. It ended up being about 75% of our sales went just into people's houses, which oh, I wow. thought was really interesting. Wow. Yeah. And, I've, and I've heard it's similar with uh, Modern Pinball now too. It's A lot of it goes to the home market. So I, I just wasn't expecting. I was expecting to see more public arcades, but uh, we're in about 100 locations now. Public, publicly uh, across the world, but a lot of units are just in people's houses, which is interesting. So, Well, I kind of felt that that was going to happen just listening uh, about the buildup from other shows of your coming game, and, and I I felt that a lot of it was going to go to home buyers because yeah. that, that was kind of the buzz in some of the other arcade-centric shows. I know that um, Ten Pence out of the UK yeah, they big. talked quite a bit about yeah, you know, I, I, I can't believe the new GM oh, yeah, again they're, they're yeah, great they're the best yeah, yeah, yeah they, Vic and they Sean just, they're, they're awesome they yeah. were ready for it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. I tell you, it, there was parts of it that uh, we definitely didn't expect trying to help someone with technical support that doesn't ing- speak English in another country at like midnight because that's their daytime. Yeah. It was a, it was a wild ride for sure, but uh, we're excited. We got a lot of momentum. We're actually working with uh, a couple of other teams right now to release their games onto our platform. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So that's, what, that's really what um, I'm most excited about now is just kind of helping other teams, you know, get into the arcade and try to breathe some new life into to the arcade scene with new content. So. I'm kind of curious, what has what the operator response been, though? I mean, for, for the units that you have yeah, shipped out to yeah. operators, what are they what are they reporting back to you? I mean, are they are they excited about what they're seeing or what they've, what they've gotten? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, are you guys getting a lot of feedback that you're incorporating back into revisions of the product or yeah, what? Yeah, that, uh, so one of the things that uh, is... Uh, a little bit unique about the way we're set up is it, it connects to the Wi-Fi. It connects to your Wi-Fi. So um, we send out updates routinely, and those updates are typically direct response to operator feedback and player feedback. So whether we're fixing bugs or kind of adding new features, we're trying to be as open to the feedback we're getting and making adjustments. And, you know, the operators, I think, at first it was just, there was a lot of excitement that, wow, a new game that's JAMA that doesn't cost, you know, $5,000 or whatever. Uh, there was just energy around this new game, and, and the feedback in terms of like the performance has been great. For the, a lot of arcades are really tight-lipped about how much money an individual game will earn, but we've heard that you know it's it's making its money back and then some. So, and it does particularly well in Japan, which I'm super excited about. That, that was really really cool. What do you think is the driver behind that doing so well there? Is it just is it just the genre and just how it maps to to their market or what? Yeah, I think so. That you know it's a it's a shoot 'em up and yeah. it's a little bit more. I think visually kind of just a throwback to kind of the 90s era which you know that was just huge in Japan those uh, shoot 'em ups and they still are and there's a there's a big community around these really hardcore players okay so and I mean they're playing it better than we can like so by a mile wow so you mentioned yeah. adding features do you all have and if this is something you don't want to get into because it's like internal to the company totally understand but 
do you all see an end to the development and addition of features, or <laughs> have we entered the world where arcade games are almost like apps on our devices? That's a great question. And they're constantly evolving. Yeah, so I think eventually we're going to have to shut it down, you know, or we, we could work on this for the rest of our lives, yeah, honestly. Yeah. You know, especially with just being so passionate about it, you know, you just want to keep working and working. But, uh, but yeah, I think by the end of this year, we'll be in a state where, okay, we're not going to, you know, no more feature creep on Sky Cursor. I think we're going to, you know, park that game and start working on something new. And a lot of our energy, as I was saying, is, is helping other teams get their things up and running. So that's where a good amount of our time's going right now, too. So, yeah. so go ahead. I was just going to ask: is is that a is that a cooperative effort where you where where your company has got a a program by which somebody can apply and get that help? Or yeah, how, yeah. What's the so, relationship like there? So, so, yeah, the the way it works is ultimately we just kind of behave like a publisher. I would liken it to, you know, like if, if you've got a developer and we're kind of the Nintendo for them, you know, it's like we provide the console, we provide the tools, the dev tools, um, and then we get them in locations. Like we're running a location test right now for a game called Rashlander, which is kind of a gravity-based, more of an 80s-style um, Whereas Skycurse is more '90s style, yeah, um, and it's uh, it's doing really well. People seem to really dig it. Um, but that's kind of the that's the thing we can offer now is we can say, well, there's you know about a hundred arcades out there right now that are running Skycursor, and it's really easy for them to add their software onto this the game the unit that runs Skycursor, which is the Airframe platform. And so you know it's a, it's a cool opportunity I think for developers like if you want to get into the arcade well here's an here's so you know. do you end up with a yeah. multi-game type of a situation where you can play Sky Cursor or or is it just theoretically you could although we we would prefer that the I think theming is a huge part of the arcade experience you know you yeah. want to have control over the artwork and the way that um, and doing a kit based game you know we try to provide as much artwork as possible to make it you know themed as well sure so I would prefer that you know, there's individual machines for each game, but theoretically, an operator, if they wanted to, could just swap out games from one cabinet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, as far as the, the indie devs, I mean, I guess that maybe that's a good way to, to, to frame them up as far as developing these games and, and doing independent publishing with you guys and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. I mean, what's your development platform look like? I mean, is, is it so some... it's Linux-based. Okay. So um, essentially, one of the things we want to do is really make it as easy as possible. And that was partially for us, just to make it an easy experience for us to get Skycursor out yeah. there. But if your game can boot in Linux, then it can run on Airframe, theoretically. Okay. Okay. So of course, there's limitations to if you want it to run on a CRT monitor, the resolution and things like that. You know, we do... Uh, uh, 320 by 240 pixels, which is pretty traditional yeah. arcade resolution. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we're considering doing HD games, for example, because Airframe can support it. It has an HDMI out as well as the typical JAMA RGB. So you know, we have some flexibility there. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, there's so much great middleware type software now with Unity, Game Maker. Um, all the others that are out there, we just wanted to make something that's like, okay, if you can publish your game in that platform, you can just do a window or excuse me, a Linux version, and it'll run on Airframe. It'll so run on Airframe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, awesome. So, Chris, why don't you give everybody a rundown of where they can find Sky Cursor, how they can contact you if they've got technical support questions, please obscure dialect of a language that yeah. we've only yeah. heard of. Yeah. And, no, so um, just search Skycursor. It's skycursor.com. It'll forward to uh, the webpage. Um, we are pretty active on social media. So you've got Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, of course. Skycursor. Um, fortunately, it's pretty easy to find. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, we are do a lot of promotion on some of these other games that we're cooking up right now with other teams. So if you want to okay. learn about those, you can just follow Sky Cursor and you'll see some of that other stuff as well. So Awesome. Appreciate it, man. My big question, or my, I guess my exit question is, how can we get a Die Hero t-shirt? <laughs> oh, because yeah. I love that saying, man. Every Thank time you. I see it, it puts a smile on my face yeah. and it's like... It's like, I need to step up my game because I don't know if I'm going to die hero just yet, you know? Stand up here, Whitney. That yeah. shirt's a lighter fair, color. Fair, I've got fair enough. He's going to draw it on. Hey, hey, have you got the solution to my Dude, problem? Do you want a die hero tattoo? No, like, uh, no, no, no. Well, I'm, not, not I'm not that committed. Well, it's not permanent. It's temporary. It's yeah. temporary as a Sharpie on skin is. Yeah, Come fair, fair enough. Take your hat off. <laughs> right, right across your forehead. Yeah, right and, there. Oh, you'd look yeah. so good. I'll, you'd look so good hero. with a handlebar I'll tell you what, we're gonna do, we'll do a shirt trade. How about that? Hey, we can make that happen, yeah. man. But that yeah. is like one of the best slogans ever Thank because you. the first time I saw that, I was just like... That is awesome. You gotta have a slogan, That's awesome. Right? You gotta, yeah, and yeah. that one's except got for, catch. Except man. for Phil. Phil's not here, so Phil doesn't get a shirt. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Phil doesn't get a shirt. <laughs> Poor Phil. Poor Phil. Well, appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, thank you, guys. No, it's always thank, a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. Thank guys. you very much. Take care. Thank you. So, Mr. JP, back oh, to I should offer Chris a pickle. Would you like a pickle, Chris? Would you like a pickle? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, I don't blame him for not. <laughs> I know you want one. I don't blame him for not. Hey, JB, have you ever played Sky Cursor? Just I have not. Curious? That was have fascinating. You, yeah. Have you have you seen one before by well, any chance? I saw it, but I haven't sat down oh, and actually okay. played it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, I mean, it just looks so nice. It's so fluid. And I mean, it, it is, it's, it just looks like it belongs in, in an 80s candy cap. Or I'm sorry, a 90s candy cap. Yeah. 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 I haven't played a, a recent generation of one. I played it. Man, it's it's probably been well over a, a year. I don't even think I played got to play one last year, just because we're always tied up with the podcast duties. And even in its early stages, it, it was a ball to play. Yeah, you know, it controlled well. It was smooth. It was fluid. It was it was there was enough going on to kind of give you that little adrenaline rush, like you all right, I got to move, I got to go, I got to dodge, I got to do this. But it wasn't so overwhelming that it was just just beating you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of those almost one more game type exactly. games. Exactly, and it looked like it had really good visual payback for everything that you did in the game. I mean, everything just exploded. I mean, so grandly that it was it was very visually appealing to me. So I I really I really dig it. I so really the, dig speaking it. Speaking of real cool games, JP, have you made it around the the show floor? Is there anything this year? I know this is kind of that standard question. I've got an idea in my mind where I was going to direct you, but I'll throw it out. If, if you uh -huh. come across anything new yet that you've seen that just wowed you, some of the newer pinball machines that I hadn't seen yet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. So so what JP's talking about for everybody everybody listening is uh, it looks like flipping out pinball has partnered up with Marco, and they have set up essentially pinball in the round uh -huh. over over in one corner of the room. Yeah, and I counted it just a few minutes ago. My wife Jackie and I were walking through. And uh, Brent, uh, yeah, I did show her Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I, I, did, oh, I am oh, going to go ahead and go on record and say that. That will be in your house. And well, he it's was going to take some time. There was a balancing yeah. act going it, it, on in his mind where he was trying to just play a couple titles more yeah, often than other. Yeah, Guardians. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, JP. It's one of those things where you know Whitney acts a little coy. You know, kind of bats his eyes a little bit and says, "Oh, isn't this pretty?" You know, <laughs> stuff like that. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so you, do you want to try? Come yeah, on, yeah. one more game. Yeah, come on, one more game. Oh, don't you love? Oh, sorry. Don't, don't you, you really love Groot? Like that? Uh, yeah, everybody. That was really loves cool Groot. that you did that. Can you make a dude again? Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's great. Oh, you did such a good job. Here's your checkbook. But, but yeah, there's there's like thirteen or fourteen machines, brand new machines that have been set up 
taken out of the box on Thursday night specifically for play here at the Expo. The interesting thing about it... Oh, sorry about that. Whitney's over there playing drums. Yeah, I know. It's what I do. And and the interesting thing about it is they're all pre-bought. Every single one of those machines are sold to someone here at the Expo. They get a really nice discount, and uh, they're here for free play throughout the weekend, and they take them home. So uh, it's it's a a good deal. Yeah, I like that setup. I do like that this year that's been different because traditionally... That area has been used for the Papa Tournament play, but then yes, they, it has. they moved that to kind of a partitioned area of the Expo Hall. And uh, like you said, flipping out is set up over there, and it's really cool. So you can go around and play some of the newer pinball machines. It's, it's, pretty it's, awesome. made, the, it's made the experience here a little bit more consistent in mm-hmm. that that area that was the Papa Tournament has now become a little bit of an extension of the vendor area that yeah. kind of always surrounded it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to bet the Papa folks really like it back there. It's... It, the rest of the floor is accessible. They're accessible for all of the, the visitors. Yet they've got that space with a with a re- rather wide doorway. Mm-hmm. You know that partition that you mentioned. That just kind of helps mitigate that traffic flow. Right. And it just I don't know if I was a player. I think I would be, do a little better. I could concentrate a little better. Kind of having a, a break, if you will, from just the hustle and bustle of, of the floor. Yeah. yeah, there is that. I have a question for you guys. Sure, sure. Uh, movie based on a game or gaming culture, what would be your favorite? Man. I, I don't think I have seen. I mean, because the first thing that pops to my mind is like, so was it Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, War with, Games. Oh, War Games. That's a good one. War, War Games. Oh, I think a good Matthew Broderick. Yeah. I, I'm thinking... I'm I'm locked into thinking like video games. It was a, a that'll work too. A yeah. Me cash grab, and they yeah. made it to a movie like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat or whatever Kombat. it was. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's just set all those off to the side. I, I I like to think of it as where gaming or video games or that type of skill is applicable or is um, essential to the storyline. And I think war games is war games is a good one. I mean, there. what else? What else did you really have? Uh, I, I'm I've. You probably know that name. Uh, not not much. Well, there was a the wizard, the wizard, the, the wizard. Yeah. yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah, uh, Fred Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. I never saw that. that. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the movie that had Pendulette in it, and it was about a hacking culture? Of course, this was twenty years ago, so it was sneakers. Oh, I think it was. Uh, there was something about they were passing along some kind of hacker code or something on a floppy disk they were hiding in a trash can in a subway system and oh <laughs> man this this is not ringing a bell with yeah. anybody i yeah. swear to you i did not dream this i, I don't I know sean, sean, sean o'shea says highbrow conversation right here on the broken token chat so we're, we're talking we're, we're going back and forth about the movies oh and Jim Hale says Cloak and Dagger. That is probably no, that the, was, uh, oh, that, oh, the Dabney that Colby. That is a good one. Yes, Dad, Cloak, Cloak and Dabney Dagger. Colby. That is probably Colby. the best one. Yeah. That's too. probably the best one, yes. Well, see, I can't look up the movie that I'm envisioning because I have no internet right now. So oh, I'm going to this over to you Whitney. Know what, you know what, Brent? I'm going to fix that He's going to. Whitney is going to take care of me. Yeah, I'm going to get that squared away for you. That's you, your tech just, support. Just, guys, just talk amongst yourselves. You, so I'll be right back. You mentioned War Games, Whitney. And that takes me back to when I was younger, we were watching it. I'm sure it was on cable at the time. You know, back in the day when there was, you you couldn't do on demand. You had to wait and see when a movie came on and you had to be there in front of it and watch it. So at one point in time, War Games was on and we as a family were sitting around watching it. And uh, uh, the movie, you know, played played through the end and everything was all right and everybody went home. 
and my mother told me that uh, she needed me to bring she needed me to bring her my modem for my computer, <laughs> <laughs> and that I was not allowed to do any of that stuff. You're not allowed to hack into the NSA and no, the FBI. No, no, no. Oh, now now someone here in, in chat SMF says uh, the film Hackers and was post, it? posted a Wikipedia link to it, and I've not seen that film. So, but. That, I'm, I'm that, sure, I I'm think sure it was it that. I think it was just hackers. It was just hackers. Yeah, and Is it that was, what it was. I remember it being a terrible movie. I mean, it seems like it was. It was. They were trying to capitalize on a like a kind of a love story between, okay. you know, two young hackers. I mean, you know, I, dude, I have no then, idea. Well, Sean O'Shea says uh, Swordfish. What about Swordfish? I have don't you guys recall. seen that? No, I oh, have you seen Swordfish, Swordfish is good. Yeah, with Hugh that. Jackman and Halle Berry. Yeah, that's a good movie. Okay, also, I've, I've not seen that. Yeah, talking about hackers, hackers is much better than the net with Sandra Bullock. Oh, that that was a poor excuse for a movie. Yeah, it what was. That was. And the bad part about it is, it gave the internet a bad name. Not that the internet yeah. needed any. Yeah, the help. internet does a fine job it, of that. It, on its own. it does a fine job of that on its own, but it just so butchered the premise yeah. of the internet altogether that it's now, like what, what movie was this? The net with, with Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. It, it doesn't count. I mean, I mean, it's great for us to talk about, but it does not answer JP's question. That's one of those yeah. that I'm pretty sure I recall seeing, and then I just blocked it from my mind. Uh, so Sean Sean O'Shea says, "How about uh, real genius or weird science?" Oh, oh, and Brian C. Supersonic Bruce says, "Oh, maybe a little movie called Tron." Oh, <laughs> you see how I said that there, Brian? Tron. A little movie called Tron. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I think that's how I think that's how he was typing it. It, it was the age I was when Tron came out. I found Tron very boring. I know this like is a Tron? hot take. It's a hot take. I appreciate Tron now, but I remember when Tron was first released. I found it very boring. It was very boring. I can see where you would say that because it, it moves. Yes. But it was the very age slow. I was. It, yeah. it, it, it moves slow. slow. Yeah. 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 There, there was a scene that is supposed to be. Um, I think they just generically call it the the love scene between was it Tron and Yori. The female character? Uh, the chat will correct us. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And <laughs> that, oh, that Rory, sorry. That that didn't drip with... <laughs> I'm sure they will. No, yeah. that's fine. No, they I will. Think, I think it was Yori. Because, and, because let me tell you, they're on their game. We're yeah. not on oh, yeah, our oh, game. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We're, we're so deep into this at this point. No, I'm, I'm just happy that, I'm, that I'm, I've still got a little bit of voice left, and I can kind of barely string together a semi-coherent <laughs> sentence, okay? <laughs> so, but... If you if Ooh. you had the, if you had the DVD or like me you have the laser disc and it's one of those you know cut direct cut scenes oh, on the direct, on the cutting room floor and that that's a scene that it's like oh yeah if that would have been in there yeah, it would have totally put the brakes on the entire movie oh you it, know? here's another one real quick I just want to make sure because I'm looking at the at the chat uh, Sharon O'Shea Sean's wife says Johnny Mnemonic was better than the net with Sandra Bullock and Sean's like. I agree, and I'm like, I forgot all about Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, and that, that's actually a good. That's actually a good answer I, because I, I don't. Mean, he, think, he had like a USB port in the back of his head, man. I, I don't think the words Johnny Mnemonic and good have ever been put in the same sentence it's, together. It's, it's, I didn't say it's a good movie, but it was a good answer to the question. <laughs> but do that. you remember a little movie called Lawnmower Man? Oh, no, I've never geez. seen it. Yo, you've, you've never, never seen, seen Lawnmower no, Man? No. That's, an, that's an interesting My. angle as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, weren't you all recently talking about that on your show and it, uh-huh. like, it doesn't hold up or something? Uh, no, I don't think it... Well, it came out, what, probably 91? 90 or 91, 92, somewhere in there? Uh, I don't think I don't think it was good for that time, but it certainly doesn't hold up twenty years later, twenty you know, plus years. You know, this movie this movie's been out six days and this it doesn't hold up. You know, the bad thing about it is none of and I don't want to say this in in 
it'd be a blanket statement, but I, I'm going to say it, and it's going to sound like a blanket statement. But almost all of the Stephen King movies, they never live up to the potential that the yeah. storyline has for them. And Lawnmower Man is no exception to that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was such... I read the book. Yeah. It was an excellent, excellent story. And the movie just falls so flat. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. And especially it for the really time. Is. Uh, yes. you know, when it came out, when you know we were really on the cusp of another technological leap. And it, and, and it explored interesting angles to what technology could be and how we you know, could become one with technology, but it was the execution so, was so really poor. So what was the, the premise movie. of it? The way you describe it, was it kind of like a Johnny mnemonic in that you, that, that humans and technology were starting to, to merge or, or how about there goes you, my voice, Whitney, you take a, a person who is, you know, has some challenges, especially mentally, and then put them in a VR world, and the VR world can make them what they want to be and more. And okay. Yeah, and then if he's so able to tap into in that parallel? and actually control, the, you know, and then VR bleeds over into reality. I was going to say, yada, is this yada, yada, in yada. parallel to the real world? Is this, is this a place where an individual that you describe has uh, the opportunity to live his or her life outside of the real world? No, or is it? Or do they blend together? That's called modern politics. Mo- <laughs> God, touche. <laughs> and it is a horror story. It'll be all right. Have a pickle. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna eat a pickle. <laughs> no, I have not seen Lawnmower Man. I know you all recently talked about yeah. it, and honestly, the con- after you, your all's conversation on podcast role, like I, just, I never want to see it. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's yeah. I, it's not going to be in my queue. So how about this? And then this is something we've seen a lot of in the last few years is a lot of documentaries done about gaming and the game culture and even the collector's culture that we experience Uh-oh, here. Chewbacca fell. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I'll get Chewbacca. But what's some of the uh, what's some of the documentaries that, uh, or or if any that that interest you that you've liked about this uh, over the last few years? So before I get to that, I do want to make sure that we check in with the chat. Uh, Sharon does say the modern day Johnny Mnemonic, uh, a modern day Johnny Mnemonic like movie is Elsium. Did you guys ever see Elsium? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, uh-huh. so that's one. Sean says Electric Detains was an interesting one. Never saw that. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Brian C. who said that. And Sean says Great Flick, reminiscent of the uh, anime manga Battle Angel Alta. That, that's easy for you to say. Alita. Sorry about that. Sean, you can correct me after the show's over. I know you'll do that because I, <laughs> I, because I need it. So I'm going to go get Chewbacca. I'll be right back. Here, here's the thing about gaming documentaries. Uh-huh. The last and as far as I can recall, the only one I have ever seen is King of Kong. And, and here was the deal with that. There's so much controversy around that. And uh, th- there was all these questions of how it was edited. There was the questions of what's the real personality of these individuals. There was things that live on to this day. And that movie's 15 years old at this point, if not mm-hmm. older. And... and I don't know. Maybe it kind of soured me on it, and that's not a, that's not a fair statement to make because each each documentarian is going to do his or her job, and some may add a slant, some may add some salacious details, uh, some may may manufacture some salacious details as the editor take a little license in air quotes just to get the story going, but it kind of ruined me on it to be honest with you. So I ha- I haven't. I'd rather, in my mind, if there's something kind of going on in the community, going on in the in the uh, uh, the pinball or arcade world at large, 
I kind of run that middle ground. I try to get all the stories and then figure out where the truth is yeah. somewhere yeah. in the yeah. middle. Yeah, because it, it's the whole, you know, there's three sides to every story angle, and that's exactly what you got. I will say the King of Kong, because I think, I think you've got to put that in there because it does represent gaming culture and gaming uh, a, sl- a gaming slant on the age-old story of, of protagonist and antagonist. I, I don't think it's the deepest answer to your question, but I, yeah. I think it deserves to be there. Yeah, especially yeah. when Lit is pretty good, too, that's, if you guys have, oh, have seen that. That's actually very depressing. Oh, it's totally depressing, it's but totally it's a good depressing. documentary. Oh, it's yeah. a great documentary. And an extreme case. Yes. yes. But you can, you can and you take any sort of fandom, you can find an individual like that in any fandom. Yes. Pinball, arcade, sports, so, movies. So I've heard of Special One lit but I, I don't know the story I, I'm totally out of touch on that what's what's the basics here yeah without without no spoilers because if you do I'm going to start talking about um, hell, uh, Black, Black Panther, Panther. Yeah, yeah. I'm start, oh, don't do that yeah. no 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 yeah. no just turn around and walk yeah, away it's, it's turn around and walk away basically the story of a pinball hoarder yes. oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right. in, in it's not so much that it's it's not so much that it's pinball it's the I think it's the social ramifications that that a hobby taken to the extreme turns a person into, and it it, it actually caused a fair bit of self reflection towards myself when I watched it because it's like, man, what am I doing with my collection? Am, am I am I taking care of my collection the proper way, or is my collection kind of running me? And it, it was one of those things that it's like. I don't really know that I'm happier at the, by the end of it than I was when I started. So, and, and I don't mean to be a downer, but it that it, it does force you to think about that. But I think, and not to get too deep, because yeah. you know I'm not capable of that, but <laughs> I, I think oh, no, JP, that, that's my good. job, JP. Shallow, yeah. silly jokes. It, 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 uh, it, it, it's more of <laughs> a... It, it, it's more of a tale. I, I don't know what's going on in the background. I don't oh, know whether it's, it's they're a having a good time. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's wrestling. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think it's, it's more of a... A precautionary tale about to keep yourself in check mentally and to make sure that because look I know you said like it caused concern for you but I don't think you're in the mental spot because I've known you long enough to yeah. know that you're not in the mental spot spot where you're trying to fill some vacancy yeah. that you know that you have yeah. with some thing, with some thing. That, that can't be filled with yeah. some thing but, but you know what's interesting about that is that 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 documentary showed that it, at any point in time, the human condition is only about three bad decisions away yeah. from winding up yeah. in that situation. Absolutely. And now, and it does make me think about that. It's like, man, you know, where are we at? Yeah. Yeah. So, listen to you all talk about Special One Lit. Now I've got mixed emotions about it. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. So, not having seen it, do you think that that maybe it was... It was cut. It was. I keep using that word. Do you think the final edits maybe portrayed the situation a little worse than it is? Mm. Or are we talking like you know? Because like I look at in my my only frame of reference here is like that hoarders TV show. You know, they they try to tell the story to a certain degree, but kind of related to what I'm asking, I feel that those people are being exploited to a certain degree to tell the story to get viewers. Because let's be honest. If you've ever seen that show, uh, come on over here. Come on, Matt. Come on. Oh, come back. <laughs> if you've ever seen that show, they go in. They'll bring us like a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist in. They'll bring a cleanup crew in. 
you're not going to help these people in the amount of time no. that they have for production. No, telling two stories on right. every episode. Yeah, they're they're made to be they're they're there to be a spectacle, not there to actually be helped. Which is, which is kind of sad, but it does at least if if you can't help them within that amount of time, at least you can make other people aware of the situation in that amount of time, mm-hmm. and that's a bit of a backhanded way of saying that it does good. But uh, it, I mean, that, that's a valid point. It's a very valid. Point. So mm-hmm. and nothing against the, the the special one lit crew because it sounds like they've got they're focusing on the. Are they just telling the story? Yeah, I think I think this story. particular part of the story, the person's exploited for the sake of storytelling. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah, and and I think they use the hobby and the collective nature of the hobby as a bit of a scapegoat mm-hmm. to be a vehicle to accelerate that story. It's not. It's not about. I guess you could swap it for Barbie dolls, or swap it for Matchbox cars, or swap it for vintage cars, or swap it for anything you know, stamps or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think they, I think they make the, the the whole video game pinball aspect of it a little grandiose because they're so big. You know, the machines are so big, and and they can everything's look, larger. Than everything life. everything's larger than life, and they're heavy to move, and it it just makes them out to look. Uh, it makes them out to look a little evil when there's nothing evil about them. In no, my mind. no, no more than than, than anything else that you That's can get exactly involved with. Right. No more. That's than, right. No more than uh, than a sports fan that puts the, the 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 team that they represent before their family and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. It's just it's it's like I said. It can be applied to many types of fandoms. Yeah. And it's it's and I'll go back to what I said too. It's a cautionary tale of where fun and compulsive behavior kind of meet yeah you know when yeah. does fun cross over into compulsive behavior yeah. no, no no it's a good point yeah, yeah. I personally I, I have i don't want to say struggled with that but you know i've got some talked about on the prior shows where i'm kind of clearing house yeah and years ago i would collect some console stuff and then that became okay well i'm here this isn't my focus but I'll pick this up anyway, and I'll pick. And I think we all do it because I don't know of a collector of any type that doesn't have many, many, as in several small satellite collections that are kind of tangentially related to that core collection. And it it seems like that's a line that a lot of us would always kind of walk. You know, those things kind of just manage to creep their way, and then before you know it, it's like, what am I going to do with you know, sixty-two. You know, Beeble, Be- Beatles bobbleheads. What am I going to do with all this stuff? You know, right. but I, and I think part of it is, at least for all of us as collectors, coming to the realization of what am I going to do with all of this? Mm-hmm. Where, where's my focus? What do I want to do? What do I want to do with my hobby and my time? Right. And then being able to work through that. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. And, and you know something, Brent? I think that 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 whole angle applies to all of us at, at some point. It, we just. You have to act, you have to actively manage it to so that it doesn't pull you in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you do bring up a good point. I, I don't think we're mentally uh, well. I mean, we are doing a podcast and and, we, and it's all about the the hobby and collecting and everything like that. But we try to put the the right and po- the right twist and a positive twist on it. But yeah, JP. I mean, I think your point's valid. It it, it could it could teeter the other way if a couple of things were to drag you in that direction. Yeah, right. it's, yeah it's a good point. I mean, i got a house full of Partridge Family memorabilia. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dude. And I can't stop. Yeah, I just can't stop. Yeah, yeah. well, you know something, I mean, 
So you bought all the Shirley Come Jones on, albums. Be happy. Yeah. Wait, was that the Partridge Family? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. yeah, it was. Yeah. Do we need to arrange an intervention? Or Maybe. Anything? Okay, fair Maybe. enough. Maybe. Okay. So you just let us know. So, JP, do you collect anything? It, because I, you talk pop culture. You yeah. talk about, you know, y- Josh, kind of that sister show. Yeah, looks, the collection connection. Know, yeah, Josh collection connection. Still, yeah. Yeah. Is still active. He's on hiatus. Is he on hiatus? Yeah. Coming yeah. back. Hopefully in 2018. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, fair enough. You're you're around. I know Adam collects things. And yeah. I mean, do you have any collections? I have like things that I will hold on to, and I have, but I don't have one particular We're, thing that I seek out and try to add to a collection. We're, we're okay. being invaded. JP, can I ask you to relinquish your mic yes, just you for can. a minute, please? No, no, absolutely. Let me bring Matt in. I'm going to leave my pickles here, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. stay close, JP. Stay oh, yeah. close. I'll be back. I'll be All back. Right. All right. Thank Good you. deal. Good deal. So, Jeremy Flight's in the house. What up? What up, sir? And Matt, his brother, is sitting down, taking the mic and the headphones. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. It's nice to be here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank yes, you, sir. Yes, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Again. My name is Matt. Again. Yes. This is Jeremy. And I'm yeah. Jeremy. Yes. And we run an arcade show. Yes. It's yeah. a little, nice little show we yeah. call the Louisville Arcade Expo. Yes. It, guys, this is, uh, this is awesome. I mean, the crowd has just been thick. It has. It's been a very busy day today. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm sure it has. I'm sure yeah. it has. Are, are you guys pleased with what you've seen so far? No major emergencies or anything like that? No, it's, it's gone smooth. And, uh, I mean, even Chewbacca showed up and yeah. had a broken toga shirt. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, if there is a highlight, that would be one of them. Oh, no. no doubt. The highlight is definitely Brent's hair. <laughs> Right. That's my hair. My right. hair has uh, been a topic of conversation. It's, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. not, it really it does look good. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, is that uh, Pert or Breck? <laughs> yeah. Or, what kind of product uh, is that? G. My hair smells terrific. I think or? it was uh, Frac. How do you? Was it Frac? Not Fractilis. That was a rescue on Fractilis. It was a game. You don't ask a bald guy. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Don't do that. It's just something yeah. that I liked. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But I would say I after no eight years, I mean, this is probably the best year for Brent's hair. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, there's I've, no I've doubt. built up to this year. 2018 is the year of my hair. I, I, and I'm sorry, man. I don't want to rub it in. It just kind of is what it is. You kind of look like a I, silver feathered uh, mongoose. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you know what? I am so glad you brought that up. I still don't know right. what that yeah. is. Yeah. I, I don't either. Yeah. So. It, and neither did I. But it sounded really good for radio is what yeah. it did. Because yeah. the mongoose doesn't have feathers, right? Exactly. No. That, was the, silver? that was the whole premise. I don't, I don't, maybe. I don't yeah. think there's a lot, a lot well, in nature we, that's silver because it can't camouflage. Perhaps we should yeah. talk about Rudyard Kipling's Ricky Tiki Tavi because I think that's about a mongoose. A silver feathered, a, a snake, silver feathered right? mongoose, right? We're getting too literary now. Yeah, it's okay. I, so, all right. So, uh, back to our kids. Yeah, I yeah. See you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you. Bye. Thanks a lot for yeah. sitting in. All right. <laughs> so, I actually, we've actually got something for for you, gentlemen, and I want to go ahead and get that out of the way now because, uh, first of all, no takes takesy boxies, so you can't. <laughs> Well, right. This ought to be good. And uh, there's a large, some, bottle, large water, jar. You have Samantha's water, and you have large pickles. jar of pickles in front of me right uh, now. That's I pickle Rick. If you know anything oh, about Rick, pickle Rick, Rick. awesome. That's yes. Rick. So yes, I want to go ahead and hand these Lordy. over to you. We had go ahead. All right, good deal. Hand those so over just, to the gentleman. Oh, so just pass like over, that. please. Just Ooh, pass these over, look awesome. So let everyone know what you got there. Looks like a. It is a wooden, wooden, handmade wooden broken token. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, and coaster. It, we would sign coaster. it. The yeah, but it coaster. has a little the hook on the back. Yeah, yeah nice. so you can hang it. You can hang it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. It's a wooden oh. ratted tile. Well, you could have hung, hung it, but I just dropped the hook. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, very uh, nice. Very nice. 
It's uh, got our logo on it, handmade. So hopefully you all will uh, enjoy that. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Room. Appreciate it. And if we ever come over to the house again, you know, just, you know, oh my gosh, where's it at? Put it out. They got, the yeah, guys got to see mean, it. You got to hang right. it up on the wall. Everyone like, needs like to see this. That's right. Yes. Yep, Actually, we'll I think I'm gonna make a game out of mine, uh, like a Towers of Annoy thing with these uh, wooden. <laughs> Louisville Arcade Expo tokens Yo, that are yes. available for free up the front idea. desk. <laughs> Y'all have yeah. millions of them, um, as I understand. Yeah, it's amazing. Yes, we do. Millions. I love it. They're pretty yeah. cool, though. So uh, the, the equivalent value of these are about $250 for each. And oh, so are I'm they? Go, so, I'm going yeah. to take uh, four stacks of a Louisville High Society and uh, go over to Phoebe and see if I can buy a rat race with them. <laughs> Now, I someone walked sure to the info you, desk. Sure that'll get you just what you're after. <laughs> Somebody yeah, walked yeah. to the info desk and told us that the wooden tokens would be the coinage of the post-apocalyptic future. So yeah, I yeah. think everyone needs to keep that in mind. And, and, yeah. We haven't broken one yet, though. Get it? Broken yeah. token. Ah. Good. Get it? Broken. Good. Yeah. Just... Yeah, just put us on the case. We'll make oh, it yeah, happen. Was, yeah, all right. yeah okay. we'll make so it happen. We've also got a couple other uh, things that we've been passing out to our uh, uh, our more esteemed guests. So we want to make sure you all have got you know weekend survival kit. Oh, takes care of nourishment here at the My show. Goodness. Uh, it takes care of a little personal hygiene. Oh, issues. and it's got one of those tokens in it. It does. Oh yes. my lord! Yeah. So, you know, that, that is way, awesome. That way, when your energy's down a little bit, got a little food, got you some Vienna sausages, or salchia de Vienna. Those it, are it, yes, it is that. Yes, yes, that, that is not candy, gentlemen. This is America's favorite. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Or so they tell Only us. Only the best Only from our best. show. Yeah. Or so Only they the tell best. us. And, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank again, you. that is not candy. That is soap. That is Pac-Man. Oh, soap. yes. Thank you, because that would that would have been eaten. <laughs> which, speaking of which, here so. you need a lot of soap and antibacterial. Yes, soap. And I think all shows anything. need yes, plenty yes. of antibacterial. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. there's anything yeah. specific here. Now, it, Actually, may, it may be no, it's maybe riding the average a little high, but. It all I shows. think we actually it's touched needed. about that on episode sixty-one. Yeah, I think we I did. Think we did yeah. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. So, so Thank that, you. that is Am that I is the well only placed. one here wearing the obligatory Expo cargo shorts. I think so. probably Brent. Yeah, yeah. 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 We weren't going to say anything to you, but you know, if we well, had hair actually, like that, I never even saw the shorts. Yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking yeah. of the hair. You're, you're transfixed on the hair, right? With it's hair amazing. like that, you got to wear shorts. <laughs> yes, I'm going to get a Brent wig. Ooh, nice. Where does a man get a wig like that? I think it's called a Griffith. They will be. They will be available in April of 2018. <laughs> the Griffith wig. <laughs> the majestic Griffith wig. Yeah. Uh, just a uh, rough cut, guys. How, how many folks do you think have walked is that in the a, door? Is that a hair joke, rough More cut? than 15. Uh, yes. <laughs> the show touche. is bigger than a bread box. Yeah. Bigger um, than more, more than 16 people. 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. We, yeah. we, peaked out, bunch. we peaked out after 20. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people. Thousands of people. Yeah, thousands of people? Today. Thousands of people. Easy. We'll yeah, we, we yeah. had over 1,000 yesterday, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So it would be close to 4,000 through the weekend. That's pretty strong. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Our weekend passes are up, which means you have a lot more people coming for multiple days, which is awesome. Yeah, 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 that works out. I will say, guys, the whole pinball and the the new inbox pinball in a round scenario, that has been fantastic. Yeah, that's that's helped them, too. I'm sure it has because uh, Brent and I talked to Mark from Marcos yesterday, and he was giving us the the lowdown on how that whole program works Mm -hmm. where – you you pre you essentially you pre-order purchase and then you get the machine at a substantially reduced price mm-hmm. as long as it stays on the floor for the duration yep. of the show on free play and then you get to take it home after that so it's almost new in box 
Right. Just off right. by and a they, couple of days. And they've actually set it up. You get played. If there's a problem, they fix it. They fix it's it. It's better, really. Yeah. It's yeah. like buying a new car off a new car lot. You know, it's not really new. It's like, yeah. oh, you bought a new car and it has 300 like miles on yeah, it. Like exactly. Like yeah. 300 miles. Yeah. yeah. Like a dealer demo car. Yeah. yeah. Well, not yeah. a dealer demo car. Those are kind of crappy. Yeah. They, they always <laughs> get, <laughs> they, they always just get. I'm not talking about the ones with like 3,000 miles. I want the one with like 17 miles. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Where were these I drop the emergency brake on before it actually says, you know, emergency brakes on? Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of pinball, uh, tell us about Gary Busey that's sitting here behind us. Yeah, so uh, Gary Busey used to play for the New York Islanders <laughs> back in the uh, late seventies. Um, I like a, his films myself. Dude, yes, yes, that he's yeah. more well known for his films. Yeah, he's 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 awesome. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, so it's Mike Bossy. That's Mike Bossy. Yeah, and I did a seminar on him uh, on the the machine, the life of the the Mike Bossy prototype earlier today. So yeah. now the deal was is that. Refresh my memory. That play field was that the one that was actually in the one machine at at an AMOA show? See, I'm I'm going to go ahead and claim that. Okay, but it's very hard for me to say that it for was sure. the only one because normally, I mean, you, you'd think they would build multiple play fields. I mean, I know at least Williams did, but this is game plan, so we're not really sure. Yeah. I mean, especially with the flyer and I even having a picture of the the machine on it, and they're saying, "Here's what we're going to build." It really sounded like it was a rushed. You know, ET type order. Mm-hmm. I see. Like, oh yeah, yeah. ET's coming out. It's gonna be so amazing. Yeah. Yes, Atari, get on that. Yeah, yeah. let's so, make that fast. So, so you managed to uh, secure a play field, a populated yep. play field, mm-hmm. and then the back glass is a double layer situation. Got both of those. So, did and did you have to get those from two different sources? I did. Yeah, uh, I found the first one, and uh, in 2005 when I brought the machine. Um, to Chicago for the expo there. Uh, I thought that was it, and Roger Sharp is the one that called me out and said that that's that's not right. There's another yeah. back glass. Yeah, like as in another piece, another layer. Another layer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you have the the? And the, I did not. The back that piece that had Mike. I just had his his big forehead. His big the Mike, forehead. I just had the Mike Busey. The Gary. The, the Mike Gary Busey. Busey. Yeah. Mike Busey. Yeah. Let's call him Mike Busey now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so then you eventually tracked the other piece down. Yes, which was a place. Uh, like New Mexico, Arizona. I can't remember the the guy that I bought it from. And then you're the cool thing I sat in on your seminar. The, the you're going through now and writing software. Mm-hmm. You've cre- actually created. Talk about GoFlip. Yeah, GoFlip. Uh, so GoFlip is uh, written in the Go language. Um, Go language is a kind of a modern new language that's uh, C-ish, C-based. Um, it does compile down to a binary. It's not like uh, Java. Yeah. Uh, where it has its uh, like a runtime, run it's actually time, compiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's a very easy to learn, fast language. And so I wrote a library that uh, controls the solenoid, switch matrix, lamp driver boards, and a pinball machine um, that you can then write your game rules against. And so you can run that on. Well, right. It runs on. Uh, it runs on any pretty much any ARM type processor, um, you can, but it also runs because Go you can compile it against any uh, any target operating system. So um, you can even put a Windows box behind this machine; it'll perform just fine. Oh, that's cool! That's so cool. That is, that is neat. And yeah, yeah, I've said it on your seminar earlier, Jeremy, and it was it was just neat to see you talk about you know, how, how you're formulating rules and trying to decide what you can do with the play field and bring in elements of hockey just just you're developing a game yeah and i don't i don't i was never a hockey fan i mean i'm from kentucky you know hockey is like field hockey well i was going to ask you that because (laughs) you you know i'd heard the term hat trick but i had no idea what it was i mean i had to look it up you had to start researching have you ever worn a hat brent because your beautiful hair (laughs) i don't think a hat's ever touched that no 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 no. i mean it's so i wore a hat it would be spectacular but no right (laughs) 
I'm actually an Islanders fan now. I actually watch hockey, which is weird. Because of the game? Yes, because of the game. I've, I've actually became a hockey fan because I want to learn more about hockey just because of pinball. Well, that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that, that is, but it's, I mean, th- th- that's cool, though. I mean, I never never would. Like, there's a blue line and a red line on a hockey field. And there's actually one on the play field. Yeah. You know, and I, I know what those mean. Yeah. But, you know, and the rules changed in the 80s, too, which is kind of weird. But <laughs> Fair <laughs> so, enough. So, so which rule set are you going with? Old rules or new school rules? I'm going with old. Old oh, school rules. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, did they change, like, did they limit the fight time or what? I mean, what did they change in hockey? Um, you can only fight for 10 minutes now <laughs> instead of okay, old Okay, so all the hockey fans. Wait, what? Oh. Matt's got, Matt's got oh, a jam. you got to go, man. I've got to step away. you got so, to uh, attend uh, to the I'll show. I'll let you guys continue. I, I may well, join back if Jeremy's still talking about hockey for the next yeah, hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Would you like yeah, a pickle? Let's, let's still talk about hockey. Yeah. I mean, we're uh, a little uh, yum! I just Wait, ate a pickle. Wait, are we allowed to eat pickles? <laughs> yeah, if you mm. like, you can have a pickle. Yeah. Just like open. I just ate a whole pickle. They are open. Yeah. Did you? I'm pickle Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to go ahead and get the presentations out of the way in case you all got. I mean, because you're busy doing real things. Whitney and I are just hanging out, talking to her. Yeah, we're, actually, we're, I was, actually, I was working cat. on. I was working on some games. It's got Doctor Who running. Well, sort of. It's close enough. Time Expander is partially working. Is that your Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, that's that's our that's the show's Doctor Who. The show's Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. and gotcha. then uh, Revenge from Mars. That was mine. I got that working too. So there's yeah. two more machines back in the, in the excellent. In the lineup. How many machines do you think are here? Have you guys got a tally? Absolutely. So uh, so last night, um, every night I take a tally and I write down every single game. Um, so I didn't I didn't I didn't classify. I got all the titles and I don't know what the breakdown is between our game pinball. But last night we had 255. At the end of the night. Whoa! Sweet. Yeah. Now that includes the ones that are over in the vendor booths. Joe, ha- yeah. Or, that is the most beautiful jar of pickles I think I've seen in a really long time. Do you know what's, oh, do you oh, know you what's like, more you beautiful like that, than Joe? that jar of pickles? Excuse me. What? I don't. I don't have hand, a headset oh, on. Whoops. So hand this to right there. Put yeah. your headset on. Yeah. Throw, throw it on there, Joe. Do you know, there you go. Do you throw know what's it on, more Joe. beautiful than that jar of pickles? I'm ready. Brent's hair. Oh my yeah. lord, have mercy! We have a gift. <laughs> we have a gift. This is a Curly Q Kentucky Here. waterfall for those oh, of you I folks just, that aren't from I the just south. Threw the hanger at you. Yeah, that's no, it's a beautiful. Good. It's the beginning of a kind of a babbling brook style. We have a gift for you, Joe. <laughs> babbling brook. So for those of you at home, uh, the gifts I've received, I'm a little concerned about. There. Well, that's uh, actually Matt's. He left it, and I've, uh, t- I've told okay, me. Okay, well I'll he take was so it. Happy. Joe, so no, no, got, there's yours, Joe. Have at it, buddy. Oh, I have another one. Yes, some delicious Vienna sausages, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's Pac-Man candy. Oh. It's delicious. <laughs> Pac-Man candy. That yes, sounds like some yeah. type of uh, cocaine like a, like reference a, from like, the early 80s. It's yeah. like a taffy. Yeah, yeah. power yeah. pellet, baby. Let's like, do this. It's like and a my jar of pickles. You should go ahead and try it. The candy's a little chewy, but oh, it's really good. Yeah, about an hour it. into it, it kicks in, and yep. then, the, oh, yeah, the yep. pickles get even bigger at that time. <laughs> wow, I love this podcast, by yeah. the way. It's beautiful. Yeah. You yes. show up, you It's actually dope. And I got a one-up, too, but you all don't know what that means. But Oh, nice. Oh, we got it. Two Mario Brothers, one cup, so that's wonderful. <laughs> but uh, it's, anyway. a, it's actually Pac-Man soap, by the way. Yeah. Oh, is it for real? So yeah, I the, should not eat that. No, <laughs> no, please don't eat Normal that. Normal people yeah. won't, so yeah. you should be fine. Gentlemen, yeah. thank you very much. Oh, I've got to so, uh, go chat with Mega Ran real quick, get him prepped up. Yeah, understood. For the game, understood. but yeah. uh, rap game Mega Ran, as you know. And uh, But your hair is beautiful, Brent. Thank yeah. you, sir. Whitney, you're beautiful as always. I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And, and make sure that you take that soap. Give it over to Mega Man and tell him to rub down with it because you know what? We don't need any kind of accidents happening. No, a- absolutely. I'll yeah. tell him that after the uh, show, though. Oh, okay. to, fair, fair enough. Yeah, so. fair enough. 
I'll I, leave you in good hands with Mr. Flights, Jay. Actually, I probably should be I should be going back to the front desk too. And we understand, right. man. You got a show to run. I get yeah. it. Yeah, Joe, Joe that totally is your good. stuff. But we'll so drop back. I in will again. be taking. Are the pickles mine as well? Uh, those were actually. I can tear these no, up pretty Rick's, quick. That's Rick's pickles. Those were actually gifted to JP of uh, Podcast Roll, but I'm oh, sure he'd share okay. it with you. Yes. Nice, yeah. If you want to leave that stuff here, we, you can yeah, come we can do a Lady in the Tramp on one of them. Okay, that'll, that'll be no that'll be awesome. That, that will work. All righty, all right, we'll work. Good thanks. times, thanks, right, guys. We'll see you guys. All right, uh, yep, we'll see thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, sir. Oh, Brent. It has been it's been a whirlwind of folks, in, in man. Year, in prior years, we haven't uh, been able to get any uh, any of them over to the because they're running the show. They're, they're running the actually show, busy yes. doing things, and right here back to back, we actually had all three of the the organizers of the yeah. Wolf Arcade Expo. Yeah, Jeremy, Matt, and Joe. And Joe. Yeah, and, and it's it's awesome because uh, we don't normally get to get Joe on the show all that all that much, and so it was great to hear from him and have him sit in. So, so and Joe, for for folks that or maybe new to our show uh, and haven't haven't heard Joe speak yet yes because he actually didn't make it he wasn't able to make it this year yeah. when we interviewed he was sick. Jeremy yeah he yeah. was unfortunately under the weather yep uh, Joe is kind of that that the leadership behind the the console and the home computer side of the house yeah so you know we've talked about the arcade stuff we talked about uh, the pinball there are side rooms off of this main hall that are full of classic computer, home computer and classic console games that you can go in and play. And then yeah. th those rooms are curated by show staff. Yeah. So you can go in and say, hey, look, do you have such and such? And if they've got the card available or if they've got the game available, they'll load it up for you and give you an opportunity to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It works out really, really well. So. Yeah, they're great, great guys, and they're great sponsors of the community, and they've done just, just fantastic work here with the show. Fantastic work. All right, so, now, so we've so gone into selfie mode. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Waldron and his daughter Paige have sat down, and they're taking like copious amounts of selfies, and we're going to wave and everything like that. I mean, guys, celebrities. You, you, yeah, you all are acting like it's the first time you've been on the radio before, you know. And you notice I did say radio. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. What's going on? Say hi, well, Jeff. We're a little starstruck. Uh, really? Yeah. As I mean, I would be too if yeah. I was in your position. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you should be. You should be. <laughs> so Jeff and his daughter Paige. Paige, say Hello. hi. Hello. I feel like I'm going to talk very loud. If I'm no, no, you're no. Not. You're fine. No. So, so Paige, I'll tell you what. Take the microphone and just lower it down a little bit. Okay. And talk and right we, straight into it. it. Now raise Hello. it up. No, no, no. Raise it up just a little bit more. There you go. There you go. Yeah, get it level, and then I cannot and believe you're actually right having. Into it. I cannot believe you're actually having a microphone usage class yes. of all people with yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say I've never. I didn't think he knew how to use it either. No, yeah, we, well, you know something. A man's got to. A man's got to learn at some point. It's in an time, ongoing so experience, it. Jeff. Yes, it's it an is. ongoing thing. It is. It is. The trials and tribulations of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. That's that's it. Oh, did you find? I think that was the hanger. That, that might have been a hanger. Oh, that was one of the little screws yeah, out of yeah. the back of the plaques. Yeah, fair enough. Boys. Fair enough. So, so Jeff Page, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys. I mean, you've been a long time. Jeff, I know you've been a long time listener, and so certainly appreciate that. How many how many Louisville Arcade Expos have you guys uh, made the trip down from? Where is it? Osceola, Indiana. Yep. Is yep. that it? I'm glad I said that correctly. I pronounced that spot Osceola. on. Osceola. Osceola. Thank. Okay. Oh, it's got the little bar over the O, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah exactly. I got you. I got you. How many times have you guys been down here for the show? I've been down twice. For okay. The show. I yep. think I've been down. This might be my fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah. When did you guys start? Uh, we're on our fifth year. Yeah. So I th I, right after you guys started. Yeah. 
Yeah. I blame you guys for it because you talked it up, and I thought, you know, that's coming up. That would be fun. That would be fun to go to. And then you demanded, uh, you know, a refund check, and we were like, we got nothing for you, man. Sorry about that. I'm still that. waiting for my residuals from the uh, past yeah. episodes. There's there are none, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sorry, dude. When, when we get you them, just keep, you're you waiting get them. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, you're waiting on Godot, and I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Exactly. How about that? So man, so what's what's been the highlight of the show for you guys? Well, um, I'd have to say I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy pinball. Ooh, it's my favorite. Yes, yes. Yes, she's been asking for that yeah. all weekend. Yes, I, yeah. that's that's a good ask. If, yes. if you're going to make an ask, yep. that's that's a worthy one. There's no doubt about it. How about you, Jeff? What, I think same thing. Really I enjoyed that. Did, did you really? Bit, yeah. Okay, good deal. Good deal. So, what, what about what, what about it appeals? I mean, why, why does it why does it win out over all the other machines? I mean, there's there's ACDC, there's Batman '66, there's Star Wars sitting over there. Why, why does Guardians win it? You still bashing Star Wars? Uh, do you yeah, want me to do that? Yeah, continue <laughs> on because uh, trust me, we've not Just, done it enough. <laughs> well, it wasn't boring like Star Wars. Yeah, well, if that helps. You, okay, fair uh, enough. No, I mean, it's, it's it's a valid answer. No, Galaxy Guardians was really cool. Really liked it. Remind me a lot of Ghostbusters as far as art style was fantastic. Sure. A lot of shots, yeah. a lot going on, a lot of variety. Yeah. Um, Batman was okay. I, I think Batman <laughs> wins from from a, it lives up to the campy. I si- love the, side of the I love house. the art of it. It's yeah, just the, not, the arts the arts neat. It's definitely neat. It's it's grown on me over time. After not my playing theme it. though. And, and yeah, Brent, we've talked about that in, on the yeah. show. It, it just I, I love Batman, but not that's. That one's just not going to sit for did, me. Did you ever watch any of the Batman 66 shows? Oh, yeah. yeah almost all of them. I don't know if I've seen... I mean, I've seen several. I don't know how many I've seen out of the entire series. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this. From the times I've played the game, I mean, it follows kind of that... It, it does. That campiness uh-huh. and the... Uh, the announcer voice. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. nail that pretty well. Oh, they, they, but they, if 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 you're a customer for the theme, they gave you that theme, yeah. and, yes. and it does nail. It, but whether it whether it resonates is is a different story altogether, yeah. and that's that's just kind of where I have to leave it at. The bat yeah. phone is really annoying. Yes, it is. When you're playing Guardians right next to it, and it's just the whole time. Beep, it's constantly beep, beep, yeah. Beep, yeah. Beep. Well, oh. the, the bat phone is one of those. I mean, it's it's iconic, no doubt about it, and it turns though past a point and it's too much of a good thing is what it is. <laughs> well, they nailed it though. Oh, they nailed it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. it. It's I mean, it is pitch perfect to the sound from yep. from the TV show. Yep. But it's just repetitive and constant is what it is. But, but yeah, getting back to Guardians. So so Paige, what was the big draw for you with Guardians? First off, um, I love the big arms. Uh-huh. Oh, you Peru. do. You like you like the Groot arms, yeah, huh? Yeah, they were amazing and I really like the artwork on it. And how it kind of captures it all in one, like picture, and the how the Groot mouth opens so you can like get the ball in there. That's really brilliant. And I think they did yeah. a good job with that. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like an afterthought. It looks. I will say Groot looks highly and and very nicely engineered. Mm-hmm. It yes. doesn't look like just something that was slapped in the middle of the play field. It mm-hmm. it looks like it almost looks like they started there and then they built a game around it. Yeah. yeah. So you said you like the Groot arms. They're not active in the game, right? They're yeah. just kind of 
Not yet. There'll be, a, yeah. there'll be a mod someday. Yeah, there very well could be. And that mod is taking them off the machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've no, heard that. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our thought was buy a pro and then uh, buy a set of uh, arms from somebody with a premium that takes them off. Yeah, that won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be able to. You'll be able to <laughs> score that easy enough. Yeah. I've had, no I haven't had a chance to play the premium. I've played the pro yeah. several times. It, do they obscure the play field quite a bit or enough? I think enough. they do enough. To, to, I, me, yes. to me, they do. She loves it. I I could. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'd keep them on if I had it, but yes. yeah, no, would I, I pay understand. extra to get them? I doubt no, it. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Hey, did, Jeff, did you get a chance to play the ACDC Lucy, the Vault Edition? I did. Hey, what, what do you think about that? I mean, do, do you like it? It's a good game. Yeah. I I like I like ACDC, so that's a that's a still a good game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I only played it once while I was here. I, I played it. The last time they had a Lucy uh-huh. Hall edition, I think they had that here last year so too. The, the but Lucy- it wasn't this release. No, it was. Oh, it, they it had a Lucy have, one last. It may have been the last run of the vaults. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the, the Lucy though, that's the premium and LE playfield though, it right? Is. Yeah. Yes, is it the is. Art different on the playfield? I know it's definitely different on the cab. No, it's the same I, art. I don't. I don't believe the art's different on the playfield. It's just different everywhere else. I mean, the, the yeah. cabinet side art, the, the head side art, and, uh, and, of course, the trans light's different and all the, that. The face is gone, too. Yeah, that's compared true. To pro, yeah, that's, yeah, that was compared to the thing. pro. Yeah, compared to the pro. Yeah, very true. Um, and then, of course, they have, you know, the flavors of Star Wars over there, too. Yep. So, and, and that's, those were those were neat to play, yeah. I guess, is a good way to say that. So, it's just nice to see so many new in-box pinballs out for everybody to enjoy. Oh, yeah. that, that was the impressive thing. Much better here this year for that than, than others. I've been to other shows. I will like, say that. Yeah, I will agree. Like Midwest Gaming Classic always yeah. has a lot. Marco usually rolls in a bunch of them. Yeah. So they did a great job this time. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely agree. I definitely plus, agree. Plus Houdini and Pirates. Yeah, oh, so, so, what did yes. you, so what did you guys think about both of those? Um, well, about Pirates. Yeah. Well, Houdini, I really liked all the, like, different pieces they put into it and for pirates i had to say that the little ship was really nice but they're like it kept getting stuck underneath the flipper but that was like the only thing i could see that was wrong about it yeah yeah the boat was a little out of adjustment so it was leaning left the whole time yeah and it was up a little bit so the ball got stuck one time i had to literally tilt it to get it out i, that, I see but that gameplay wise it was great a lot of neat shots yeah a lot of toys that were neat like getting the ball in the chest you had to hit it under the chest and had to whip up in a loop kind of like who done it yeah and into the chest so that was pretty cool yeah i, I like I, that I, I really like what i've seen of that i mean the build quality looks fantastic yeah. on it i it i mean it looks really really good the houdini was beautiful really good looking game mm-hmm. i love the animation i thought the lcd looked 3d mm-hmm. like looking at a ds i yeah. thought just because it was so crisp yeah uh, the shots were just too tight yeah, I, we, I think we were mentioning that at lunch. You said yeah. that the, the, the targets are just real thin. They're hard to hit. Yep. The, the the lane entrances are just real narrow. And they had the it, little upright um, targets in between each one, so you couldn't yeah. help but hit those and deflect your shot. And, and deflect your shot yeah. all the time. So, yeah, and I guess that's just part of the part of that game per yeah. se. But you know what's interesting though? It, what's and what I find to be a success in that regard is the entire time we've been sitting here, your daughter has had just as much input on pinball. Oh, she as, loves it. Yeah, as, as, as we have, and that means that they're succeeding. Yeah. Because if it's enough to draw... If it's enough to draw Paige in at her age level and keep her interested, it's it's doing its job. Yep. It's doing its job. Oh, 
No, you. Oh, did you flip the switch? Uh-oh, now? What no, happened? I did. No, not. you're good. You're I'm good. A, no, okay. I think I hit the cord. No, you're fine. Like Ricky Bobby, I don't know where to put my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, I, that's me every yeah. day of my life, dude. Just yeah. don't ask her what game she doesn't like. Oh, all right. Well, you've you've opened the door. Let, let's hear it. Donkey Kong. No, no, that's, no that no, doesn't no, even register. No. Yeah. First off, I wanted to give my opinion on Star Wars here. Uh, oh boy! So, oh boy! First here, off, okay. All right. Here I comes. I was excited to like play this game, but then I saw it and like it was very plain, and there wasn't that much like on the playing field really and then I just kept dying right away and I don't really like it yeah. as much as I thought it was and then I loved this game called World Cup like that pinball was amazing it's really really good but then guess who used to have one yeah, yeah. we used to have one until we had to give it away dad you want to share why wait give it away no, I didn't give it away. Okay, I oh. sold it to fund another pil- pinball purchase. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. One that I do not like at all. Oh, oh yeah. would that be I, Ghostbusters? I, that would be Ghostbusters. Oh, be Ghostbusters. I sense a rift in the, yeah. in the yeah. wandering home. Yeah. Well, the, the the good thing about it, though, is you can always get it back. You know, yeah, We have first rights refusal on it. Do you re- oh, yeah. you do? Okay. When, when he sells it back to us. Fair enough. Well, there, there you go. Then, yeah. then you've got what you need. Jeff, it's on temporary, temporary loan. Temporary exactly. loan. Exactly. Temporary loan. So, Jeff, I mean, walking the uh, walking the, the rows here and everything, you know, have you gotten to play Varkon? There's one here. Have you gotten to play the Joust pinball? I've done Varkon and Joust before. Honestly, yeah. they're... They're neat to see. I did the rat race this year. That was fun. So we haven't had a chance yes. to talk about that yet. Yeah, that was, was yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So Paige, did, did you get to play the rat race? Yes. Okay. So, yes. so guys, this is a good opportunity. The both of you kind of describe rat race in your own words for everybody out there listening. It's got a little of everything. I like the kind of sounds that are in other arcade games that they use, kind of. It, it, it's a pinball machine. The Williams, yeah. the Williams classic sounds that yes. sound like yep. Defender and Joust. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. So That's, it's yeah. a pinball machine that sounds like Defender or Stargate or Joust. Yep. Or, yeah, yep. okay. Same got sound. It. Yep. And the like, I like the little obstacles that you have to go do to collect certain things before you can move on. Why don't you explain how to play it? How do you play it? Um, first off, you start at this little swirl, and you have to, like, maneuver through it and get land on all these, like, lights. And then you go to this maze, and then once you get all those lights, you go to these, like, yellow circles that are in rows of... I, I don't know how to explain well, how this. do you move yeah. it? Yeah, how do you move it? Do you rotate Do you rotate or tilt the play field, or how do you, how do you make it work for you? Oh, you, um, you use a joystick. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. It's yeah. like it's like the la- little labyrinth thing with the two wheels that yeah. you move the maze around. Yes. But the stick moves and it's it's pretty responsive. Is is it? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was really surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to I'm play. Surprised. It. I haven't played it yet, but I'm looking forward yeah. to trying. You have to try it. Yeah. So my niece and my nephew played. Got to play two games on it. Then I played a game with my sister, and it's kind of interesting how it switches players. So it's laid out uh, lengthwise. And you're kind of head-to-head, and each person has a joystick. And as you all mentioned, the play field is divided up into these quadrants, which is like this different maze or this different kind of mini labyrinth. And you start over in one quadrant, and you've got to, like, that first one's a swirl. So you've got to get the ball through the swirl and trip all the switches, and then you've got to back it back out and trip all the switches. Yeah. And then to go to the next quadrant, each time you clear a quadrant, there's a timer. If you can get the ball through a gate... You, it's a bonus point. And then the real interesting thing is is if you're playing two-player, your score alternates with a timer. 
and then when the timer hits zero, the your other the other player gets control of the play field. Oh, so you can even do like a little strategy and will, say, okay. will it forcibly switch? Yeah, does yeah, it just flip right yeah, then? It, it, you're, oh. well, it's off, oh. and then there's a uh, like a countdown, like a sound effect that goes along. So that the other player is ready and can go. Oh, I see. So okay, you, okay. I was. You could even strategize a little bit and say, like Jeff and I were playing, and I realized Jeff was in this quadrant, and I'm four, three seconds away. I can just rock the play field and send the ball to the yeah. other end. Yeah. And now Jeff has to fight his way back and get back into I his. I see. And the timing really adds yeah. a adds a stress level to it. Yeah. So you you kind of over adjust trying to hurry. Yeah. And it'll just take off on you. I, I would love to know more about the history of the game. I, I mean, I looked it up on, on IPDB. Uh, Jim Hale actually sent me a picture of it and said, hey, this is going to be at the Little Arcade Expo this year. It's definitely an uber rare game, and he, he gave me the heads up on it. So, Jim, thank you for that. But um, it, you go and look it up on IPDB, and, and you get the details on it. But I, I, it leaves me w wanting to know more about the history of yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, from what I understand, there was only ten of them made. That's what that's what Phoebe told us yeah. when we were playing it. Yeah. Did she give you any backstory on how she acquired it, or, or how I mean, how it came how it came to pass for her? I think she had to go to Canada for it, if I remember. Wow. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what she said. Wow. But that, that, was, that was all. Why yeah. are there we only talk. ten? It was probably I, just a prototype and never really hit production. I, I was yeah. kind of surprised because after I played it, I could see that that would be a really good location game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially if it, it's one of those games that you have to have the, the venue where you can kind of get that competition head-to-head -head going. And did you notice what the rollover switches and everything? It was pinball but it kind of wasn't right because everything was like an acrylic like all of the barriers for the little mazes and even the rollovers that you trip they were like little acrylic wafers yeah and you can hop over them accidentally too yeah. as you're going absolutely you it too hard like it, that as opposed coil. to just like a wire form or yep. something i mean yeah. it was it was just neat just yeah. to look at the play field yeah yeah i mean the picture again i've not seen it in person i've just seen the pictures of it but it it looks it looks complex and it looks fun. Mm -hmm. it, it really looked fun. So it, it, it is. You need to go give it a shot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll, de I'll definitely try it. And and I'm with you, Jeff. I mean, I've, I mean, we've been fortunate that Phoebe's brought Varcon down and yeah. Joust Pinball down. Uh, they're excellent examples of rare machines. But ultimately, from a play from a play perspective, they just don't really hold up that well, do they? Yeah, you and I are used to having a not a lot of room in a game room, and yeah. you've got to fight. Everything's got to fight for space. Everything's got to fight for you space. Have to sell and, a game to get a game yeah. because of the space. Yeah, and, and they, I mean, they're definitely up there on the rare meter. But yeah. I, but if I had either one of them, I just don't know that they would that they would stay. They would sit in the garage and go to Expo. Yeah, it's pretty That's, much it's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I just made it. a major faux pas on podcasting etiquette. I looked at what my was that? I made him look to my co-host and I bailed. Oh, it's I all ran good, off. Yeah, it's all good, man. We, I, had, I mean, we got to attend to stuff, I, I, so it's fine. Well, I looked over and I realized it's like no one is. I don't. I haven't seen one play my asteroids in a while, and I was like, I thought, uh oh. Yeah. Is I it okay? Oh yeah, it's yeah. fine. I okay. just, I was like, you don't want to leave a vector game that's having problems running. He's sitting you know? on spot yeah. killer. Yeah, yeah I was like, that's, oh, that's not good. No, it's yeah. fine. There's yeah. a hole right through the middle it. of the yeah. CRT. Yeah. There's somebody. Yeah. There's someone playing it now, and they're not being lazed right in half from the. Yeah. You know what's you get that heart palpitation like. Yeah, it's like. Man, is it is it busted or not, hey, guys? Uh, Jeff, have, have you seen the Penn Stadium lights over here on this yes. machine? What yes. did you think about that? I'm curious. I liked how they lit the playfield and yeah. brightened it up, but 
for example, I played uh, The Walking Dead, and when you hit the wall walker, it yeah. strobed. Yeah. It was a little much for me. Okay. But I like the additional light because you can see the detail. I think spots might have done it or maybe not turn them into flashers. Yeah. But that was personal. Yeah. No, opinion. no. I, I get it. it I mean, I, I need to go over and check it out. But, I mean, I dig, I dig the, the idea. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And so so what I'm, I'm talking about, these are Penn Stadium or lights, LED, uh, an LED strip that installs on the left and the right side of the cabinet, lights up the play field. I mean, they've. I think they're a sponsor of the show this year, yeah. and they they brought out a nice display game to they show. They were really that. they were really integrated in the gameplay though, which was I which I think the best oh, part of it. Oh, they were. Yeah. See, now yeah. I've seen the games uh, next. Like I'm looking across right now, and yep. I look at. I think is it a WrestleFest that it's in? They have one over there too. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania. Yep. WrestleMania. And but but I haven't actually gotten up to play the game. So and but it integrates into. You mean integrates like into yeah. the cabinet or into the gameplay? Like for The Walking Dead, integrates into the gameplay. When you'd hit the. Uh, well Walker, uh, Bash Toy, it would flash. It strobe like the regular flashers would. Okay. Like I said, I just think it was just a little too much, maybe because just a dark room, all that. I yeah. could see in my own game room at home if the lights were on a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't notice that as much. Yeah. The the effect would be you'd get more fill lighting and you could see the play field better as opposed yeah. to it just because it's a dark definitely. room in here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Kind of like Ghostbusters when you have, you know, underneath the Slimer where they've got the flasher that a lot of people put the milk carton to yeah. filter it some. That kind of oh, thing. If no, you're in a dark no, room. I haven't heard really that. Run that by me again? Yeah, a lot of people, when Ghostbusters came out, a lot of the things I've read on Pinside, people didn't like how bright the flashers were under Slimer. It really would be distracting if you're playing in a okay. dark room. So try playing it in the dark at home sometime. You'll see what I mean. It's pretty bright. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have to give that a shot. I generally then. have some room, some lights on in my basement. and doesn't bother me at all, but yeah. Yeah. So I've if, read and a lot of... They'll take like a plastic milk carton and yep. just like cut it and use that as a filter. Yep. Make, knock it make down. yourself basically a diffuser. Oh, oh I okay. See. Okay. All I can right. see where I that would that. help for yeah. sure. Good deal. I have to, you know... I mean, usually when I when I've got my game room on, there's enough ambient light from the rest of the games that even with the room lights off, it, it's still pretty bright. So yeah. I've not noticed yeah. that. But now that you mention that, Jeff, that'll be one of those things that my eyes will constantly go to. Ex so exactly. To By the way, a funny Ghostbuster story. I, I was over. Uh, we were playing Super Dodgeball in Nintendo, and and the Ghostbusters right across, and it kicked into one of the scream modes. Scared the kid half to death. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it did its job then. Yeah. It did its job. Because uh, my daughter Grace, I mean, when, when we're playing at home and that happens, she doesn't like it. And I, and, and, and I can understand I just why. I've never had it happen to me because I just disabled it. I disabled it. Turn it off. My, yeah. I She's disabled mine because I scared somebody really good at my house. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, to I can totally see that. Yes, yeah, so I heard about it. And then before the code went in, and as soon as the code went in, I just I turned, just it, turned, off. turned yeah. it off. Just turned it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First Good time deal. it hit it on mine, it scared me to death because it just, everything shut down. Like, oh, now what? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> We've all had a pinball machine oh, that's yeah. done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for there's sure. Uh, there's games that I've got like that in the attract cycle, you know, they'll go dark for that second. And that's the time I happen to look over at oh, yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, what? oh, okay, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I fall for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's no magic smoke coming out. Oh, that, yeah. That much is true. Or you don't have to yank your play field out to get a screw. Then, yeah. then you're doing good. Yep. Jeff, yep. you don't know how many times people have asked me. He's like, well, what's your, what's your thought on the game's doing this, this, and this? And I, and I look at him, and they think this is the strangest question. 
when it did what you're describing, did it smell really, really bad? Exactly. Yes. yes. And, yep. and it's a good call. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, anyway. it's a good call. Good call. Yeah. So Jeff, I think those are those are some good. Uh, th- that's good feedback on, on the game on the game selection. I mean, there's a lot of the classics that are here. There's a fair amount of of EMs. I see some wedge heads over there. Stuff like that. A good a good selection yep. of games. I mean. We uh, we had Jeremy and Matt flights on uh, just right before you guys set in, and they said that there was uh, 225-ish games hmm. yesterday at the close of wow. the expo. So I mean, it's it's a large, large selection of games. I just find it interesting since they moved the pinball tournament to the other room. It feels like it's not as full game-wise. That's, it feels like there's more empty space to walk. I will say that. So the nice yeah. thing is maybe, maybe that'll start filling up too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. I mean, they change the they change the floor layout every year, but um, this year it feels not, it feels open and airy. Yeah. I, I think is a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. A little fresher too. A, a little fresher. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. No doubt. So about hey that. Jeff, I tell you it real quick. I see uh, uh, Hans out. Do you want to you sit in for a minute? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. You know you do. <laughs> yes, you do. So, Anybody that owns a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and a Ghostbusters should set in. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, no, make, sure, make sure you right. tell everybody about Hacks because I've had at least one person yes. come up to me this weekend. <laughs> and uh, they've and said. Several to me as well. And they, they've joined the group because they've heard about it from us. Yeah, oh, great. So, and, great. And, yeah. And, you've, and you guys have got a good thing going. So. Yeah, here for the last couple minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah. Give give us give us all the details on hacks. And Jeff, tell us why it's been successful. Well, we've got a it's it's pretty pretty small group. It's a private group on Facebook. Uh, it's just in it's a Hoosier Arcade uh, collector. What is that? I don't society. even know my uh, society hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just um, call it, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your arcade collector society? Yeah. And then, um, then we threw. In, I should know then, my then own threw, acronym, well, but you, I don't. Then you had to throw in whatever made up the word, so it's yeah. all good. Oh, who's your, who's your arcade, arcade coin, coin op? op. See, I was trying to figure out the society. C. There you Sorry. go. Thank you, thank you, Hans. Right. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, we this year we a couple years ago we had some uh, uh, yellow Pac-Man shirts that we yes, all wore yes, and, yes, and yes. got a lot of attention. It was pretty fun. So this year we decided to do it again. We have these kind of pole position uh, shirts. Yeah, um, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. yeah, it's been a common um, common theme in the. In the community, is if you're you're not a real collector too, you've had a broken pole position, so it's kind of fit in good. Oh, yeah. do nice I have shirts, stories? Nice yeah, shirts. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a, a real collector too. A, how about at multiple? least one? Yeah. At yeah. least one. I've got, I've got two right now. Yes, <laughs> at once is good. I, yeah, I had so, three at once. So, so. <laughs> part of preferencing for what you do, uh, if you if there's a group like yours in your state, you know this is a great model because. It's it's a low it's a group for the state of Indiana. Yep. And when you all go to an event, you all can hang out, you can meet face to face. Indiana is a good sized state, so I know you're way north in the state. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've got some pockets. Indianapolis obviously is the biggest group. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we've got a good southern Indiana group around the Evansville areas. You know, uh, High Score Saloon and some of the arcades that have been forming have really come out of some of the guys down there. Um, We've got a big Fort Wayne contingent. Get into the mic. Oh, sorry. That's right. We got a big. Come Fort on, Whitney. Get into the mic. <laughs> sorry about that. We got a pretty big Fort Wayne contingent, and there's a few of us up in the South Bend area too. Yeah, um, it's it's been good, and then up in the I guess in the uh, the region outside of Chicago, that part of Indiana, there's a few guys as well. So we got a pretty good coverage. Um, basically, the way the model works, we it's more of a fellowship group. We do a lot of. Uh, buying selling and trading with each other mm-hmm. but not like flipping games and just doing that was that's really a minor part of the 
part of what we do. Uh, it's more trading. You see a lot of guys, well, you'll see a game that's went from one hacks member to another and so on, which is great. I've even gotten games from some of them, uh, yourself included, yes, actually. Absolutely. So. Um, well, one of the neat things that I saw noticed about it, you've got, like you said, this fellowship mm-hmm. where you, you're in a semi-closed community. You're, you're, you feel, in my opinion, once, once you've kind of got it, this is a guy, he's you know, two cities away. Or my friend Bill knows him because the community is yep. large and it's, it's small and it helps with the level of trust on deals. And then you all help one another because I know, Jeff, you've got some stuff for me. You've got, some, yep. you know, and you work that network. Oh, okay. Well, I want to be in Louisville in a week. And then you can migrate the game around your yep. state. We have the, we call it the ha- Hacks Logistics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and yes. it's literally, it'll show up in somebody's garage for a couple of weeks and somebody else will pick it and up. Then it'll and it trade moves, off. Then it moves yep. on. Yeah. Yes. We, we did a really good thing a couple of years ago. It was a boy named Cooper. Um, who kind of had a make-a-wish thing that he wanted an arcade. He was, a, um, he was good friends uh, with Randy Smith and his family. And so we kind of, as a group, gathered games from all over. I know I bought a, I, I picked up a game from somebody in Elkhart, took it to my house, and someone Fort Wayne, from Fort Wayne came to my house, took it down to Indianapolis, and then from there they, they set it up. So we did a lot of that, and that kind of thing has been... Yeah, it's been and actually Cooper was here yesterday. I saw him, so that oh, was good. really exciting to yeah, see. Yeah, good, good. Um, but that's really the main goal is to have some fellowship, uh, have some get-togethers, do some things together. We had a monthly big lunch games. today. Yeah. yeah, we do a monthly game competition. This month is Mappy. So if you're oh, thank you. I meant to mention that. Yep. So that helps build that camaraderie. Yep. And little trash talking doesn't hurt. <laughs> no, that never hurts. And uh, yeah, to with me. Yeah, yeah last month was. Amadar and that was brutal. Yeah. That game is so tough. So you just set some basic rules just so you can play it in MAME or whatever because yeah. you don't have the game. And we even just... had an Atari 2600 version circuit go through. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, maybe if we played Capcom Bowling, I might have yeah. a chance of winning the month. <laughs> but, you know. She beat most of the guys in Berserk one month, though. <laughs> She's really awesome. good at that, and that's a hard very, game. Very, very good. You all have done like good. You all have done, like, uh, Secret Santa stuff. Yeah, we did Secret Santa this year. That went over real well. What what was the box thing? Like, (laughs) Oh, the mystery box? The box thing is probably the the biggest negative we've had. Oh, oh, let's forget. So the Secret Santa went (laughs) As we get laughs throughout the peanut gallery out there. So so the Secret Santa really worked out well. Secret Santa worked great. (laughs) The uh, mystery box... that seemed to leave it and, to Brent, and, and it fell in my hands as well. But did it, it just die set, on the vine? It, several places it's yeah. at. It's still going. It's been like two years now. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. It's not doing well. Oh, so it, so is it made like one complete round, or it, will it ever make a complete no, round? I don't so think the so. the concept yeah. of it was, I guess, take a gift, leave a gift, yeah. and then pass it on. Yeah. And, and the first one turned out to be a clean out my junk in my garage, and you know. It was ugly, and so we started another one, and it started out okay, and then just kind of fell off, and yeah, it just—it was best to let it die. Just best, let it go. Best yeah. to let it die. I understand yeah, that. I understand that. But it was fun. It was something to try. I've seen that done in some other groups, and yeah, thought we'd try, but yeah. Well, we we get a lot of we get a lot of guys doing stuff together. Like um, lunch today, we had somebody coming in with a bunch of parts, and they're. Yes, like, yes. I'm taking He's so back, funny. I love that guy. I'm taking parts um, back to somebody in South Bend when we go home, and he's mm-hmm. already got parts from me from somebody from Indy from last week. And yeah. so 
it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Works that, out pretty good. It works out good. I mean, I, I would love it if we had a group here in Kentucky that was that was modeled the same way. But at the same point, uh, it, it just – I mean, we do have a Kentucky group, but it's definitely not in the same vein as, as the Hacks yeah. group. So I think you guys have got something pretty special going on in, in relation to the hobby itself. Yeah. So it, it's a model. There's no doubt. I know I used to be pretty involved in Clov. I don't get on there anymore. Yeah. It's nicer just to have the fellowship group. I'm not worried about – you know, I'll, I'll listen to your podcast for any of the things that I don't want to miss as far as repros or whatever. But, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just like – Knowing the guys, getting together with them. I, I mean, I can look out right now and see about four or five guys just within yeah. earshot. Yeah, yeah, just within earshot, <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. No. It, it works. It works, and I, I think you guys have, have got a good thing going. So I would definitely, yeah. definitely keep on it, man. So the only thing, the only other thing I'd say about it is if anybody is in Indiana, is a collector, arcade or pinball, anything coin op, or just wants to know more about it, wants to get into it, wants to get to know some people that do it, um, let us know. Ask so me. We'll get you hooked up. So how do they find Hacks? Because it's a closed group. Or is, yes. it, is it still hidden? Uh, yeah, it is. You can look me up. My name is Jeff Waldron, W-A-L-D-R-O-N. Or uh, me. Find me. Yeah, you're not in it. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, Hacks um, Kids. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, we haven't started a spinoff Hacks Kids yet. That would Hacks be interesting. Hacks Teens. No, I'm um, not child. But they can look me up. Um, look up... Uh, Joanne Spa, A-N-S-P-A-U-G-H. Um, we can get choked up. And you know, if you reach out to uh, Whitney, Miller. Whitney, or yep. Aaron Miller, Aaron Whitney or myself, yep. you know, we can get you connected you know, through. We yeah. know we know people. A few. Or you we can get e- things done. You can email me at Jeff at Jeffsgames.com. Okay, fair That's enough. easy enough. That's easy enough as so, well. Yeah. If you need any side art pointed out that you missed, I'll... Let you know, like what you did. Team molding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, team molding. Yeah, I brought a nice to- totencom here, and she's like, "You missed a piece of t- team molding," and it's right in front. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. And, Thanks and, for and that. It's, and it's the stuff you're just blind to until yeah. somebody. You know else what? I would have looked back at her and said, "Well, my quality control failed." Yeah. yeah. Well, where, that's where all because you? I sold my World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Where were you? You know how mm. this stuff goes. Okay. No, so thank, Jeff, we, thank you guys. Jeff for and Pace, we appreciate it. If you don't mind, we're going to rotate in a couple other guests. Yeah. Thank you guys. Okay. Talk about that hockey game. That hockey game was really nice over there. Oh, yeah. Bubble hockey. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that was the other hit. That's always a win. Yeah. Always So you see the win. price of those. Well, no <laughs> flaws. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, have a good one. Thank hey. you very much. Goodbye. Hey, Thank JP, much. do you want to uh, rotate back in? What have we got here, Brent? Are Let's, we getting past messages uh, or what? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see here. Uh... You got to make a good radio and read it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you, I, Jeff. I, I actually it. have a serious question. JP, jump back in here, and then uh, go ahead, jump on. Yeah, jump on, Corey. Come on. P- pick one. You got to get a pickle, man. Come on, man. You want yeah. a pickle? Yeah, get a pickle. Pickle. You got to have a pickle. I've been eyeballing those things for a while. So, hey, yeah. I've got a, uh, uh, yeah. I've got a calling. They're, they're not moving fast enough, so you need to go ahead and grab one. All right, deal. Yeah. So, uh, look, JP, get his headphones on here so he can participate in the conversation. I've actually got a call-in question, and by call-in, I mean it was written on a sheet of paper and passed to me. Now, what I noticed, Whitney, what do you notice about this sheet of paper? What is uh, not stapled to this sheet of paper? What is not stapled to the sheet there of paper? There is no crisp $50 bill no, stapled well, to this sheet of you paper. Don't want, you don't want to staple a $50 <laughs> bill. I can get a staple it, out. You want it paper clipped. I can get a staple out. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, the question from the, the rogue... Uh, 
the Rogue League, which is the uh, pin, one of the pinball leagues here in town. Oh, oh, I got it. Uh, there's oh, your payment. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it in the yeah. form of an expo. <laughs> a wood nickel is what it is. A wood nickel. Pogs. Yeah. Can you get pink eye from a virtual boy? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, we'll find play? out in yeah. like two days. Nobody wants to know. Nobody <laughs> wants to so, know. So the follow-up question is, uh, for all those with Google, what is the gestation period of pink eye? <laughs> yeah. I think it's directly related to the... Uh, Hmm. Uh, How do I put this tenderly? Exactly, yeah. Uh, Directly related to the last time that maybe your um, hygiene habits. Yeah, the last time you did not use the Pac-Man soap. How about that? There you go. Yeah, we'll just park it there. You did did get, uh, oh, yes, you did. You got a gift. I want to make sure. Yeah, I've got a whole jar of pickles right here. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, a total stranger had their hands in, so. You're the one that offered it. I know. It's all my fault. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, the. so it could be worse than pink eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. I, I mean, that's full of what? Vinegar? I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> you don't think you don't think much would live for very long? No, in that? I don't yeah. think so. Whatever was on his hands is pickled now. <laughs> so every, pickled every, dead. Every, every bit of that. <laughs> so we've got JP back on. We've got, Sorry. We've got Corey back from Rec Bar. Uh, that's, uh, if you're, feel free to have a pickle, a pickle Rick. You know, as I mean, tempted he, as I am after hearing that past times. story, I, uh, I think I'll just let him float. I, I, would, if, I would bail. If you go down to the very bottom, I mean, really reach in there. You can probably grab one that's untainted. I, I, See what I, I did there, Taint? I'm uh, <laughs> we're rolling. Sorry. Rolling. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so how's the show going, Corey? You yeah. all surviving? Yeah, yeah. You're all uh, old hat at this by now. It's... Uh, Every year we get a little, a uh, little cleaner, a little have a little bit more fun. We a we, little cleaner. Yeah, like we're we're not as like uh, erratic. Oh, okay. We have All a right. little bit more, it, a little smoother. Cle- yeah, yeah. Sorry, cleaner. Yeah, there like, you go. Uh, it fit in with everything else we were talking about recently. So oh, yeah. Cleaner was a better word. <laughs> there you go. That fit. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's been a fun show. We uh, are spending way more money than we should be. Um, but oh, do you want to go ahead and break some news, or you want to wait till some other? You yeah. can hold it. You can hold no, it. we can talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so when I walked in. And, it, Cor- and again, this is Corey Sims. You're one of the owners of Rec Bar here in, in, in Louisville or J-Town. Right? Yeah, yeah it's the Louisville. handsome one. The, the you're the, oh, by far. Uh, by far. Well, thank you. I oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're by far the more handsome of the, of the pair. Definitely. I w- I'm not going to argue. No, no. Tony's not listening, yeah, so we'll, we'll just go- keep rolling. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, but uh, seeing all those new Sterns getting unboxed and uh, the, the recent Guardians of the Galaxy we got, um, that ACDC Lucy was really uh, Calling to you? Yeah, it, w- it was beckoning me. Um, I-, I kept looking at it and walking by she it. She winked at you. She did, I think so. And That uh, was just a flash record. It, well, it, we'll, we'll <laughs> it take worked. it for what it's worth. Um, so we went ahead and pulled the trigger, and we're uh, taking one of those home on Sunday. So uh, ACDC should be showing up at Rec Bar in the next month or so. Oh, I might, sweet. I might uh, log some personal time with her over the next couple weeks. <laughs> it's it's a good game. Uh, it, it's a real good game. It, it definitely, uh, after playing it, I knew it was the right decision. So. Yeah, good deal. Glad to hear that. But the, it's to me, that's like Metallica, and that the, the music just draws you into that See, game. The craziest thing is I haven't even really been able to listen to it. It's been so loud in here that 
it's just been gameplay. You're in for a treat. So you're, like, you're in for an honest treat. Me- Metallica, the music was what drew me in the first time I played it. So being able to hear it and actually interact with the music that's going on, like I, I'm super stoked to to be able to to get on there and uh, enjoy it fully. So like Metallica, when I play Metallica, when I can really hear it, it's one of those games that once I get into the the music, once I really get it rolling. Honestly, it gets to the point where I realize I'm just flailing the ball. I, I'm not actually trying to play. It's just got it's got me drawn into it for better or for worse. Sure. And to me, that's a, that's a, I got to play it one more time type game. Yeah. And ACDC's like that. Yep. There's there's a little history behind the game in that when uh, the old top uh, was it top cast. Yeah. I want uh, I yeah, want to say that there was a top cast interview with. Uh, the sound designer for that game and they actually reworked the cabinet and other aspects of the speaker system with ACDC and that carried forward with other games to, to improve the sound to get us to where we are today with the Metallicas and the Guardians and all that stuff but, uh, it is, it's a phenomenal game Good choice, young man. Good yeah, choice. Yeah, thank yep. you. Yep. It, it'll it'll uh, it'll earn you guys well, no doubt about it. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I'm super happy with it. So. Awesome. I mean, anytime you get a new inbox machine, it's never never a bad call. No, not not one bit. Uh, and hopefully, we get a lot more of those new inbox ones coming uh, in the next couple of years. So yeah, yeah, good deal, good deal. So you guys, I mean, is is there is it public? Well, I, I guess I'll, if I ask the question, then it does become public knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So so talk, talk to us about some some of your plans for the pinball space at, at Reg Bar because you guys are you guys are gonna turn it on big. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, Pinball was kind of on the back burner when we first opened Rec Bar. It was something that uh, we knew was pricey to get into. Um, the maintenance was going to be a lot, and we didn't know if we'd have all the, the tools necessary to, to be able to hold it up to the standard that we'd want for everything. Um, and once we got those you know, first eight pins in, uh, and we traded one for a teed off at the expo like three years ago, and uh, started to see how people gravitated towards them. It was um, it was a no brainer at that point to really expand. And seeing the evolution of pinball from just a production standpoint, and all the new companies that are getting into the game, and the complexity, and just how far the technologies come, it's it's something that we attach to, and we really wanted to grow that aspect of it as much as possible. Um, we got real fortunate with the building that we're in that. Expansion has been something that we've been able to do. This will essentially be our our third expansion since we've opened in two years. Um, but we're going to add 2,000 square feet to the building itself, and all the current pins are going to move over uh, and basically double the amount of uh, pins on the floor that we'll have for play, um, pushing us to, I think, 64 if our measurements are right, sixty-four. That's that's where we'll max out within that room. Um, I'm not gonna overrule that pins might spill out of that room at some point, but uh, just in one one confined space, we should have within the next six months. Uh, opening up, it'll be about fifty-two, uh, and expanding out to sixty-four plus. So it's it's definitely gonna be a spectacle when you walk in. Um, there's going to be a lot of action going on, but um, you know we want to we want to be one of the biggest and one of the best, and we want Louisville itself to thrive. Z Bar has done uh, an outstanding job of 
keeping retro gaming alive for as long as it has. And uh, we feel the, the more places that you can get out and experience some of the, the classic machines, the better. And, you know, we want young kids and all generations to come out and have fun and, and just keep that, keep that alive as long as we can. It's strong. So by this time, it's a good, good by this time next year, it's going to be uh, like expo number two after it'll the doors be, close. Yeah, here. it'll be expo after expo and before expo. Ex- expo yeah. after dark. Yeah. Last year, you took us to Rec Bar. Yes. yes after I did. the expo yep. last year. Uh, it was fantastic. Everyone, I jammed everyone in my truck. You sure did. <laughs> it was quite an experience. Uh, I have a question. Rec Bar exclusive to Louisville, correct? Yes. Uh, I'm from Nashville, Music City, USA. You know what we could really use in Nashville? A rec bar, huh? Is rec bar. I will not rule out a rec bar in Nashville because yeah. I personally love Nashville's uh-huh. nightlife scene and yep. Nashville's uh, Nashville's vibe in general is very similar to Louisville in a sense, but uh, I think taken up a notch. Um it's it's become a super competitive market that I've noticed as far as arcade bars go. Um, it's that's it, a good way to call. So it. speaking speaking of Nashville, what's your opinion on uh, Nashville spicy chicken? My? Nashville hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken. It yeah. didn't exist until the marketing. Okay. I mean, like there was one place that had like hot chicken. And then it became it got marketed. You know, it became a branding. I thing, think I so. struck a chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so, ridiculous. So what you're saying is Joella's does not even deserve to exist, right? No, Hattie B's is yeah. the only like the only place like hot chicken existed before Fair four enough. years ago. Yeah. Okay, back to yeah, but, back to gaming. But, but yeah, the, back to programming. But the arc the, the arcade bar there are a few down there, but and this is a, a compliment to you and your partner. Uh, I've been to to all of them. They don't capture. That I, a certain I don't know what that rec bar seems to have when I visited so last year. I, I would call it an inclusive feel. Yeah, that's, that's what idea. I was going to ask. Are the places that's that you're idea. describing is it a restaurant bar and there's a few games in the corner? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, it's not it's not a real love for it. Like I could sense rec bar has sure and it, so we spent a lot of time looking all across the country at what's been successful, who's doing well, where we fall, because Louisville tends to be uh, two steps behind a lot of the big cities as far as concepts and innovation within entertainment. Um, I feel like Rec Bar struck the right chord. We're a little outside of the city. We're not in necessarily the hot spot within Louisville, although I think J-Town's, you know, starting to blow up a little bit with variety and new spaces um and on top of that you know a lot of those were bar specific where it was 21 and over all the time um the games were either on free play because they were banking on people buying beer or buying alcohol um rec bar we didn't want to be that we wanted to introduce uh the younger crowd to where families felt they're welcome there um, and on top of that, we implement a 21 and over rule after 10 p.m. on the weekends to where, you know, adults can turn into kids again and don't have to worry about all, all that going on around them. So it's it's really turned into a good blend of uh, variety from the start of the day to the end of the day. And um, one of my talking points I always bring up is whether you're a six-year-old or a 60-year-old, everyone feels comfortable saying, hey, can we get a space for a birthday party 
Like we've held birthday parties for every age range. Uh, we've held bachelor or bachelorette parties. We've had uh, retirement parties, going away parties. Like everyone kind of wants to socialize and gather there, and it's uh, it, it's been our most successful point of uh, of all that. And you know, I I feel like more places around the country are starting to see that, but it hasn't been the focus of all the arcade bars that have popped up prior. So, you know, if we can continue to roll that, or even if, if other places emulate what we've got going on, you know, we take that as a compliment. Um, we'd like to expand, and Nashville's definitely on the list, but... Uh, yeah, I'd it, love to see it. That'd be it, very cool. It, it's all about the right property at the right time, so... Well, uh, I could go more than once a year. Uh, I'll, <laughs> you, I'll give you my email address, and if you see some buildings pop okay. up around so, town, we'll uh, definitely scout. You got an inside guy if you need to make a few phone calls yeah, and hey, have some stuff checked out. Yeah, I, I love having an inside guy for stuff, so yeah. that's... Well, Corey, give everybody the uh, uh, the skinny. What's the address and all that kind of fun stuff? A way to get find you all, social media and all that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're at 1030 Taylorsville Road, just you know, two minutes from the expo if you're out here. If not, uh, really easy to find out in J-Town. Uh, RecBar 502 is pretty much our social media handle that you can find us at. RecBarLouisville.com. You go there, you'll always see an updated game list. You'll see our menu. You'll see what's going on as far as our uh, craft beer list and uh, bourbon list. One of the things that kind of flies under the radar if you're a bourbon fan, um, we have over 150 whiskeys and bourbons available. So um, just another. I mean, it's Kentucky after all. It, it is. You know, we, we stick to our roots. So that's something that, you know, maybe you don't like arcade games as much. You can come in and enjoy a nice little uh, Manhattan or old fashioned and have a good time. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if anybody ever has any questions, just hit us up on social media and we'd, we'd love to chat with you or uh, answer any th- questions that you got. Yeah, and I don't know if any of the listeners are here in town. Anyone listen tonight? But you know, after the show closes tonight, I bet you'll find a lot of us at Rec Bar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For one, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be there. I bet you're going to go too, JP, aren't you? Oh, I'll go with anybody to Rec Bar. <laughs> Is that an invitation? Okay, sure, I'll sure, be there. I'm in. I'm on, I got it. <laughs> Bring all your friends. We're open till about four a.m., so uh, it's going to be a long night. Okay, sweet. All right, Corey, man, I appreciate it. I'll catch you a little later. Hey, I'm going to rotate you, you out. Yeah. Bring in a, another guest here. No, no, you're yes. No, stay put, JP. You okay. got to you've got to keep us sane. You wait a minute. No, that's a failure. Well, yeah, you don't want me on that case. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, make yourself comfortable there, Mr. O'Shea. My, uh, this is my. Hello, Sean. I say hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. So Sean was my stand-in co-host last night. In Whitney's absence. And I was we, like, faux Whitney. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you so very much, Sean. Thank you very much for having me. So, and Whitney actually had to just run off. This Was this planned? I mean, Whitney I think just, he, uh, he had a pickle. He had a bad was, pickle. Yeah. But <laughs> Brent. It's a pickle me, incident. It's me, Whitney Roberts. <laughs> Whitney? That doesn't sound like you, Whitney. Say. Far. That sounds a little. Far. 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 Par. Par. That, yeah, that's Whitney. <laughs> we found him. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm trying to think back if I've ever seen Whitney Roberts and Sean O'Shea in the same room at the same time. Because I look around right now and all I see is Sean O'Shea. I don't know. You'll let Sean back on the show when the show's all ruined. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for two days to use that, to use that line. <laughs> that's awesome. You made it around the show anymore today, Sean? Not too much. I made it to some of the uh, 
to some of the conferences, the panel, uh, Mike Bossy panel in particular was pretty cool. So, uh, and you all, I think we covered this last night, you all drove in like 15 hours this year. Uh, which, which my wife will enjoy telling me was more than 15 hours, but <laughs> it is 15 hours of driving. So that's 15 hours plus stops, plus we split it across two days. So, but yes. So it's not like you're coming down from Cincinnati or, or Nashville. So you're semi-local. I mean, this is the long haul. Are you all making any other stops, visits? Kind of Not on this trip. We have okay. in the past, but this trip was just four days of Louisville Arcade Expo. <laughs> you say that four like, days of all, broken tokens. That's all oh, I can God, take. what were we thinking? Oh, so you listened to their last episode. <laughs> I, I co-hosted their last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Four days of broken token every month in one episode. <laughs> How many commutes is that? Several, yes, several. Are, are you down? To, is it all business for you, JP? Or are you going to do anything else while you're here? Um, you know, who knows? I was thinking about checking out Kentucky Downs on the way home. Ooh. Is that the uh, casino? That's not really a casino. I don't. It's like know. a horse track. I was going to say that. I think that's a horse track. It's right it? on the border. But they run ads <laughs> all they? in our market that they're a casino now. So I was oh, going to check that out. Do are they, they do the goat races there? Do what? Do they do the goat races there? Oh, they may do goat races. Ha- hashtag goat light. Oh, yeah. You have, you have to listen to Friday's show to get that. JP's just I, don't, I haven't heard it. I'm not caught JP's up. JP's like, I'm, I'm not, not current. I'm not wait, current. I'm not, I, I don't get it. Hey, so welcome what happens back. when you bring Steve Babbin on the show? Thank you So, much. as it turns out, Whitney Roberts and Sean O'Shea are actually two different people because this is the first time in a long time I've seen them both in the same place. Dun, so. dun, dun. Exactly. We are two different people, and uh, just through the magic of uh, turning a microphone off, I had to go use the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that's TMI. I'm back in. I'm so I was good. right. Yeah. Bad pickle. Yes. Bad pickle. Don't worry. Exactly. They can edit they that out of the yep. show. Sorry you offer that. Sean a pickle yet? Oh, Sean, would you like a pickle? No, thank you. You could be but a better I, host. I appreciate That was offer. a very wise decision you made, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would not. Doesn't I, the brine, like, decontaminate the other people that have touched the pickles? Yeah, you know what? I would not bet on that. No. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't base your decision nope. on that. As soon as you handed that off, I thought, JP doesn't want to take those pickles home. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a funny story. <laughs> I was talking to my sister-in-law on the phone, Brooklyn, who we talk about on the podcast role sometimes. Uh, I was talking to her on the phone. I was like, yeah, they got broken token guys. They gave me a big jar of pickles. And she goes, oh, you bring them home? I was like, well, and then I opened them up and a stranger put his hands in there. And uh, yeah, that probably probably ruined the whole jar. This is actually the second time in my life. And I'll post a picture online. Second time in my life I've been presented with a huge jar of pickles. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, well first what was of all, the is first? that like a thing now? Th- yeah. yeah. What For was some the first? reason, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The first was, the, was a birthday party. It was a birthday present. I got a big, it was, my friends do a big birthday party. Gave me a huge jar of pickles and a Britney Spears stand-up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So uh, I don't have the Britney Spears stand-up anymore, and I don't have the jar of pickles, but now I've got a replacement. <laughs> but did you get rid of both of them at the same time? Well, when I met my wife... And uh, we had the, uh, you know, we, we decided to get married. Some things have to go. Yeah, you yes. know, when we got engaged, yeah. we had the, uh, hey, you're engaged now, yard sale. Yeah, Britney And Spears then uh, Britney was in the, uh, you're engaged now, yard sale. I just yeah, yeah. did. driving by JP's it. house, and there's, you know, some Star Wars toys or some old comics, you know, maybe some stompers and some Ooh, Hot some Wheels. Stompers. You don't and, remember stompers? Oh, a, I love stompers. I had so many stompers, up. man. I love those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love stompers. Yeah. And the Britney Spears. It was Oops, I Did It Again era Britney Spears. Yeah. Oh, okay. The yeah. schoolgirl. But not schoolgirl. You guys Hot keep pants. on talking. I'm going to get on eBay and buy stompers. So, okay. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not up. All right. Educate the. I'm not uh, up on the eras of Britney Spears. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't know there was. 
educate the poor one at the table that has no idea what stompers are. Oh, stompers were only one of the greatest greatest toys that an eight-year-old in 1977-1980 could ever hope to have. They were they were modeled after like little Ford Broncos, little Dodge trucks, uh, little Chevy trucks. But what they had is a little motor in them that drove the chassis, and they ran on a single AA battery. So if you can imagine, you can pop the you can pop the body off of the chassis. Yep. Put your AA battery in. The motor sits off to the side, and then they have these really big, over exaggerated foam tires, and you flip them <laughs> on. Like big teeth. Yeah, big like, teeth. Like like like, they, they like were, eight or ten teeth yeah, around the tire. Okay. Not, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like little Starburst tires or something yep. like that. And you'd flip it on, set it down, and it would just run in a straight line as fast as that AA battery could discharge and carry it to go. And what was so great about Stompers is you could swap the wheels out from foam to hard rubber, and people, people, they, they were like the, ori- the original mod machine. I was going to say, people were making custom kits for them. Making custom kits, you'd wire up three batteries, burn the, burn the motors out, you know, smoke them and everything like that. But they, I mean, they were just the, the most awesome little thing in the world because when you would get a new one, before you before it would get all beat before you up destroyed it before you destroyed it the thing that was that for me was just pure unadulterated joy with stompers was they would come out with a new model and you would crack it open and i remember like when i got my my white ford bronco stomper the paint on it the pin striping was perfect it looked i mean it looked beautiful it was almost like the the plastic was a pearl paint finish and then you just beat the living tar out of it. It was beautiful for 30 seconds, and then you just ran it into the ground. I, I, I loved them. I, I had never know. I didn't know that there was a side of you, Whitney, that you were so invested in stompers. Oh, I love and it. Just stompers. And the way he was talking about that, I, I feel like it's Sid from Toy Story, and he uh, wants yeah. to strap I, the rocket on Christmas yeah. gifts. And yeah. It's like, but he wants to strap the rocket on the stomper. Yeah. I can make this go faster. Oh, and, and, I'm going to put a rocket on it. And the then stompers are great. I mean, I had like the yellow Dodge Ram truck stomper. You know, I, I, of course, I had the white Bronco stomper. I, I mean, I had. I, there was like a Subaru Brat Stomper. I had one of oh, those. Oh, I mean, they were just they were they were genius. Okay, Side gonna, note: his uh, his white Ford uh, Bronco Stomper yes. actually went faster than OJ's white <laughs> yeah, Ford Bronco yes, yes, Stomper. It did. Yes, yeah. it did. So, yes, it did. With the battery but, out, no but, but, but without the murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, if we're gonna yeah. nerd on cars, uh, I will say when I pulled in from bringing dinner uh, back to the, our hotel room tonight. I was, like, doing a head turn as I was driving past, and it turned out I was parked near my room. I walked over, and for anybody who's a Volkswagen nerd like me out there, there was a signal orange, hard top, beautiful condition Volkswagen Carmen Ghia parked down in the hotel parking lot and earlier And that's something today. you don't see every day. And it day. was gorgeous. Yeah, how about that? The Carmen Ghia. So I, I'm just I'm checking eBay real quick, and, man, Stomper Collectors, that's... There's a lot of value. Well, in I mean, Whitney was out there destroying them all. Yeah, I, I, I guess I you, was. they were much more fragile because they were plastic bodies. Yes, and yeah. they were, and everybody destroyed them. Like I hooked a nine volt battery up to mine. Yeah, yeah. it didn't last very long. Oh, come on, Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. But it was so fun to to listen to them whine as they literally <laughs> ripped their own tires off as they were trying to go down the floor. It was it, unreal. Of, of all the people that would have done something like that, it would have been me. How did we get on? I brought stompers up, didn't I? I, I, don't, know, I don't know. How did we get on stompers? off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, it wouldn't be this podcast yeah. if it wasn't off the rails. Yeah. So what's your favorite pop culture vehicle? Ooh. 
and all like movies, TV, your favorite vehicle. Oh, favorite vehicle? Man, it's a. It's, yeah. That's a hard question. See, now, three come to mind, and it's just a matter of how I'm going to rank. Well, well, is it like, you know, terrestrial vehicle? Are we talking spaceship? Not not spaceships. Okay. Yeah, yeah, More yeah. Yeah. I'm going to car boat plane kind of. I'm going to say number one, the General Lee. Number two, okay. Kit, and then number three would probably be uh, uh, Starsky, Starsky and Hutch's red car. Well, that came, that I, I came love out that. Of the, yeah. That came out of nowhere. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Of course, I didn't watch Starsky and Hutch. I was going to go with Kit. Yeah. And then, uh, as cliche as it is, the, the second and third would be a you know would be a struggle between Ecto One and the De- Back to the Future DeLorean. Interesting. Okay. I, I would have a tendency to go cartoon. I'd almost think like I don't know, like the Phoenix from like you know Battle of the Planets or like um, oh uh, what was the other one? I just had Mystery to Machine from Scooby Doo. Oh, that's do. a good one. I, I'm a I'm a big Scooby Doo nerd, so that would definitely be up there. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, like Thunderhawk from Mask. You know, yep. Trans Am and convert it into a you know, gullwing door jet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Battle Cat from E-Man. Yeah. Speaking of cars. Panthor. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Panthor. I, I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet tonight, uh, but uh, Ready Player One. And oh, it this did came come up, up in it, the it chat. It came up in the oh, chat. Did it? it came yeah. up that Sean O'Shea is the only person on the planet that's not exactly entirely enthused by Ready Player One, the book or I, the movie. I haven't decided, honestly. So, I, so here's the problem. Uh, and, and the reason this came up is you guys were talking about documentaries earlier, and uh, Atari Game Over came up in the chat, and I watched it on Netflix, and Ernest Klein had a, a big part in that. He was interviewed numerous for numerous segments in that, and as much as I'm all about geek cred and nerd culture, he he kind of soured me to him because he really comes off as like nerd that hasn't moved out of his mama's basement yet. And then I read the book after being soured to Ernest Klein and read the book by him. And it seeing the way he is in the documentary, that's just him gushing exactly the same way he is in person into a novel. See, I, I don't read the book. I take. Uh, you don't read books. Not very well. No, I take uh, uh, a lesson from uh, Mr. Mellon in Back to School, which is I can just go see the movie. You know, I'm in and out in a couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> get you're fired. I get it, but I will say this. I mean, I've read Ready Player One numerous times now, and there's something to be said for reading that book. So the reason I brought that up, and I'm actually running the trailer right now because there's a scene in it, like right when he goes, he goes into the VR world. And I'm trying to remember. There's a scene where it's like a traffic jam. And it's, here, okay, here it is. So I see like a, um, it looks like a Monte Carlo Super Sport. It looks like it's cars that we would recognize. And then, but they're kind of almost Back to the Future modified. Like this is what they're going to look like in the future, and they fly. And then it's intermixed with stuff like the DeLorean. And I thought like Bigfoot. The, there's the DeLorean. Yeah. And, and the I, Bigfoot truck. In the the original Bigfoot monster truck. In. Yeah. In here as well. Is Gravedigger in there? Gravedigger. <laughs> yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. See him shake hands with the devil at yeah. the gates of hell. This Sunday at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Sounds like you've done those before. Yeah. Anybody you'll watch? pay for the whole seat, but you'll only use half. This Sunday <laughs> at the fairgrounds. Do you ever, anybody Brian? ever see the Strong Bad emails? He did one of those. He was like, someday, someday, someday in Strong Bad. <laughs> I mean, Brian C. in the chat says there, there's going to be so many Easter eggs in that movie. Oh, I'm sure. And, 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 uh, I, I've I th- already seen I some even... analysis of the 
just the trailer and there's a scene that's in the trailer that's in the book where he walks into this like club in the virtual world that's uh, zero G dancing yeah, zero G and, dance and club, I've already yeah. seen they're already like out there analyzing all the video and like here's this character from this video game and this character from this movie and there's Gandalf over there and it's yeah. like so it's definitely looking like it is going to be the chock full of pop culture so this, this says trailer number one there must be multiple there, there, trailers there's, 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 okay. been two. there's been two yeah because I haven't seen the scene I was that I recall yeah I, talk I, about the cars I think they're going to be unpacking this movie for several years quite honestly and doing frame by frame analysis on it and everything because I, I, I mean me personally knowing the story as well as I do I do not understand and I'm sure Spielberg's got a master plan for doing this I do not understand how he compresses that story into a two to two hour and 15 minute movie and do it justice now all that being said I am anxious beyond anxious to watch this movie because the story is just so near and dear to me this is one of those in, in this modern day and age there's one of those how do you get it done questions because there's so many uh, it's how do you negotiate all those rights there's so many rights holders. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If you well, half of them Spielberg's involved with, yeah. So, so it's got to yeah. be Spielberg money yeah. and then Spielberg threats. Yeah. So I, I think it's Spielberg yeah. threats. Yeah, I think it's one then the other. If the money doesn't work, then you the threats Vinny, follow. You remember Vinny? He's my cousin. Yeah. 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 He Vinny, wants to come Vinny over Spielberg. and talk to you about the Delorean. Yeah. 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 Let's have a little chat. I think Spielberg's just treating this as like a a love note to his fans. Is what it really seems like. I, I would I would agree. Regardless of how accurate it is or how true it is to the to the book i think for him this is i hate to say it and adam and i talked about this a little bit it's almost like it's his swan song to his fans that have been around for years and years and years so do you think this is do you think this is a a harbinger of of spielberg peaking and then and then saying i'm going to call this as as my is my swan song, as you mentioned, yeah. and then and then fall out after that. And I think the last however many years of his career, you know, until he retires or, or whatnot, yeah, he's, he'll focus on movies like The Post and, and you know the, more the, 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 the dramas, the yeah. rom drums, and, yeah. and all of that. Mm-hmm. It, well, if he goes out, if he goes out with Ready Player One, he picked the perfect property to go out on. I'll, I'll say that execution is going to be what he's judged by. And um, I, I stand by what I said. I think the movie will be picked apart for years to come. He's and, gonna go ultimate yeah. nerd cred, and then mic drop and walk off, and then walk off. Yeah. yeah. And and then he'll and then he'll do literally uh, Sweet Home Alabama after that. You yeah. know, something like that. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, he he is you know him and Lucas and a group of directors and filmmakers. They're responsible for basically the culture that we have now. Without Jaws. And Star Wars establishing the, the, the blockbuster summer event films. Yeah. Let's think John Williams there, too. Yeah, exactly. Isn't there some story about like those the, the directors that are kind of contemporary with Lucas and Spielberg, where they all kind of would get together and mm-hmm. just chill and hang out? Yeah. And then some of the ideas and themes that we attribute to one director actually was one of the others going, hey, you should like. It seems to me in the back of my mind, there's something with Jaws like that. Yeah. Worse. Or Star Wars, like Lucas showed Star Wars to. Oh, I can think of the director's <laughs> name now, and the, and the director was like, "I don't get it. I don't understand it. You're you're popping me in the middle of the story. You need something to explain it at the beginning. You need like a oh, a yep. prelude, and that's where the scroll at the beginning came from. The now yeah, famous scroll. The scroll. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's interesting to me, and I know. 
I know that the flaming, the bait flaming is going to just roast me alive. Okay, but broken token, uh, yeah. the flamethrower. Yeah, just really these hot takes. Pew pew pew. pew. Yeah, hot take. pew, pew. <laughs> exactly. But get think, rid of the pickles because they'll stink. Yeah. If you think about it, though, Lucas peaked and then fell. And where has he been since then? And I, I would almost rather see Spielberg go out on top. And, and with what he calls as this is this is my peace day resistance, I'm done, drop the mic and goes home, rather than Lucas who tried to force himself back into relevance and he just fell so flat. And quite honestly, what has Lucas got in him to pull off anything? Well, it's not like uh, George has uh, directed the best of any of the Star Wars movies anyway. No offense to a new hope. No, you're absolutely right. I think you're, you I analyzed mean, this once on pod- yeah. podcast roll, didn't you? How the, the story arc and... How, how how you ended up with Ewoks? Yes, exactly. You know, I, I mean, versus the story that you had in Empire. I mean, where do you? I mean, there's something to be said for quitting while you're ahead. Yeah. Okay. And and Lucas should have quit a long time ago. Well, before Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Well, if, well, I think Lucas is so imagi- imaginative and, and and so brilliant in in thinking of ideas that can take you on an adventure. But he needs a governor. He needs a regulator. In Star Wars, it was the budget. It was yeah. a natural regulator yeah. I mean, to making all, Star Wars. He, I mean, he's analogous to an entrepreneur. Right. He's got the ideas. He's got the vision. He's got the, in his mind, he's got the execution. Right. But, oh, whoa. What came out on the other side? Yeah. I, throw it in the pickle jar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... It needs more brine. He is... <laughs> get, get a taste of this sweet brine. Yeah, get a taste of this sweet well, brine. Look, uh, his vision, his genius would have come out if he had a, a little bit more time, not left some stuff on the cutting room floor, and we could have all realized that Jar Jar was a Sith Lord. I mean, let's just be honest. That's where he was going. Jar Jar Pickles was... Jar Jar. He was the invisible <laughs> hand. Pickle Jar Jar. You know what? The bad thing about pickled Jar Jar is nobody could tell the difference between pickled Jar Jar and real Jar Jar. <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 They would talk exactly the same. More of yeah. Jar Jar. Sure. Yeah, that, this is true. So, no, <laughs> I think true. I think Lucas's strength is obviously vision and creation. Yes. But he needs a partner that can relegate Hone that, that a little yeah. bit. Well, and that's why I'll, Empire is so good. Yeah. He didn't yes. direct it. Yeah. I would, say, you know? I would say he needs somebody to tell him no. He needs somebody to say, this is not good. This yeah. is not a good idea. Oh, my bad. I, this <laughs> no one can is, see that, that Whitney yeah. is getting so excited he's, that he's, he's banging in, on the I, table. I'm banging on the invested. table. He's going to take his I shoe do. off and start banging it on the table. I, I, I do. I, God I, called I, this podcast to order. Yes, yeah. yes. Eat your podcast roll. Yes, <laughs> I it. Yeah, eat it. I snuck that in there, man. Yeah, thank but, you. Yeah, no, no worries, man. But it's one of those things that you do. Yes, these properties mean a lot to me, and I know they mean a lot to our listeners, and you you take it very seriously because it was so formative to to us as chi- as, a, as a child, and it mm-hmm. shaped us, and I, I do, I take it serious, and, and it bums me when I see Lucas do what he did because it's like, it's the boneheadedest thing in the world. Why? Well, well and even outside of Star Wars, I mean, to go like a different, different uh, direction, you, you know, Lucas made that film about the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. And I think that was excellent. It was an excellent movie. I have not Jeff in the but house. But it could have been. It could have been better if he had had a collaborator with him that could have instilled the historical reverence. Yeah, the historical reverence. Yes, that that film really needed. And it needed because those gentlemen 
Those gentlemen brought it. Yep. And they did it. Yep. And they actually made, for, from what I understand of the story, they helped to make the armed forces better because they were there. Yeah. And and I don't think that that came through in that film. No, it not, didn't. not like that. No. They 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 were more they were more so presented as a tactic as a a tactical execution arm that was kind of set off to the side and they were fighting for their own relevance yeah. and they didn't get the historical the, the, the historical billing that they actually deserved. Yeah, especially, you know, to tell that story at that time in our history yes. needed more focus. And I think Lucas coming in with the vision to do that but collaborating with someone else could you could have he could have an Academy Award for that movie. I believe. Yeah. yeah. And it has nothing to do with Star Wars, nothing to do with space, nothing to do with Ewoks. Nothing or, to do with Howard the yeah, Duck. Yeah, or Howard the Duck. Yeah. It, oh, Howard the yeah. He's like what, the ultimate Easter egg anymore in all the, in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Whenever yes, the collector shows up, there's Howard. There's yeah. Howard. One thing, Chad, Chad just mentioned this. Uh, Brian C., Supersonic Brew, he says, uh, real quick on Star, on Star Wars, let's just call out Rick McCollum. He said he is the yes man that really hurt the prequels. So True. Yeah. True, but you're dealing with, you know, it was Lucas's, it was his money. It, it was, was his, his money a, a, and his point. yes or no that made that, made that yeah. either effective or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Do you want to get me started on the off-air <laughs> conversation far, far. last night yes. where as much as I'm not crazy about the prequels, at least they were a new story unlike the current generation of Star Wars movies you know, we have right you now? Did bring oh, yeah, up, we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, we were talking about that. And, and I, mean, I, I 100% agree with you about A New Hope. I've... 65% agree with you on The Force Awakens, and I, and I understand why you take the stance, but I, I think there's enough in The Force Awakens that does set it up to go forward, but but after you talk through that, it's like, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, I think from. the trouble I've got is I'm coming from, I really did enjoy Rogue One a lot, as much as it is just oh, sort of oh, inserting a story oh, into our existing no, storyline, no, but they introduced a new set of characters, and I'm also coming from, I've watched every episode of uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars and every episode of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, and, and there's a lot to like there. There's there's definitely misses there too. But yeah, you know when you get into half hour storylines that they can tell over the course of a season, you're gonna have hits you're gonna and misses. have that. But Rogue One, at least in my mind, Rogue One did something that a that uh, a fair good amount of the Star Wars films have not been able to do, which is quite honestly explain something from start to finish, and they. They picked up all the pieces, and you walked away from Rogue One going, "Oh, I get that now. I see. I see." Yeah. And and it was it was effective storytelling, and and I'll call it brilliant. I, I loved so, it. I had to step away from Mike for a minute. Now that I'm yeah. back, let me tell you all what happened in Black Panther. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to reach across and hit that button. <laughs> Never excuse my reach, as they would say. The interesting thing about Star Wars, though, when you think about it. You know, we get also we were so involved with it, and continuity is so important. And you know, the extended universe was out, but now they're slowly bringing back stuff in from the extended universe. When the original Star Wars was made, it was nothing more than a throwback to the serials of the golden age of movies, where the adventure was the important thing, not necessarily the story, not the character development, and certainly not continuity. Yeah, and so it's so <laughs> continuity. It's, you mean that's a thing? Yeah, it's so interesting that. You know, this whole Novel. obsessive universe was really, I don't want to call it a lark that George Lucas made because obviously he had some heart in it, but yeah, he was just trying to make an adventure. 
and and put it out there, and now it's just kind of snowballed into what, this what, religion what, for what some he didn't, people. What he didn't count on is that we cared. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, and I think exactly. that's what it was. In, in my opinion, it was so much different than anything that you had out there. If you look at contemporary films and uh, just how they're shot, how they're acted, where they're staged, what the story is, and then folks walk into this theater, and the first thing they're greeted with is that you know the the Corvette as it comes in, you know Princess Leia's ship as it comes in from above screen, and the, oh that's in, and then all of a sudden this mammoth ship that just keeps coming and coming, and it's just that that was totally different than anything that you had seen, let alone the rest of the story. That start starts the draw. Fun fact in, in about that opinion. scene: the uh, they did an IMAX film and not you know the full screen big curved screen IMAX, not the like IMAX class B. We want to make more money on IMAX name IMAX. Mm -hmm. um, they did a, a movie IMAX movie called Special Effects. They had access to the Lucas Prop Warehouse where they had the Star Destroyer and the Corvette, and they refilmed that scene now, in yes. full IMAX. It is so it's it was amazing. amazing. Now, wait, was it that, really is amazing. Really? Now, was yeah. that like maybe about 15 years ago that was out? 1998. It was the one year I spent living in Memphis. The one year I spent out of the north. And then it was and, kind of a pseudo-documentary where they talked about... Uh, yeah, because I remember seeing that. Actually, oh, a, I've never a seen bunch that. of us... I, Put it together. I remember this now. A bunch of us at work. I kind of said, "Hey, I'm going to go see this." And like, a bunch of us went one it was day. Like Goosebump inducing. It was really cool. Yeah, especially then when we didn't have like our concept of IMAX was it was so foreign to see something that large. Now and, it's uh, like, oh, so it's not yeah. an IMAX. They, they whatever. do like the flyby, uh, the aerial flyby opening thing about IMAX, and you get like vertigo because it really felt like you were just a bird yeah. like hovering over the landscape. Yeah. yeah, watching the effects from Independence Day that they had in that was pretty good too. Because I guess yeah. that was their their most recent reference point when mm -hmm. they made that was yeah. the stuff from Independence Day. Wow, I, I'm Still trying to. Kick out of that I movie. mean, I've I've seen I, I have been to several IMAX theaters, and I'm trying to determine what would be the best IMAX so theater to now, see something like that. Have you in. seen the, the IMAX theater here at the Louisville Science Center? I have. Yes. So at the time, that was the only IMAX, and it's it's a, a different arrangement. I'm not what this is I don't know how it is in Nashville, but the oh, original. No, the one I went to is in Washington D.C. Okay. is where I saw it. The original. Yeah. IMAX air quotes the only that we had here was at the Louisville Science Center and the seats were probably twice as uh, at an angle twice twice the, the, the angle the, the rake the, the rake yeah, was the rake. twice that of a typical movie theater yeah and the, you were almost it was all screen that's yeah. all you could see it's all you could see there was no peripheral vision it was all screen yeah so the seating as much as the sound as much as the screen and your location from the screen made that experience. Yeah. It's a different IMAX than we've seen at theater today. So, so yeah. in New England, we've got uh, there. Originally, there was one just like that at the Boston Aquarium, and there still is. But we've got uh, a furniture store chain called Jordans, and every Jordans they have like some gimmick where they bring th things in. So it's like one of them's got uh, like one of the like do your own trapeze kind of things. But two of the Jordans in the area have like the full scale. IMAX like we're talking about and they do all the first run movies that get so you know and this how is much the first store? run movie is done in IMAX it, the quality of the IMAXing of it is different but let me tell you some of them I've seen some of the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies in that 
seeing some of the Marvel movies and that, some of the Harry Potter movies in IMAX. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yes, it's it's like this gimmick, this furniture store chain Jordan's has. That's wild. Is there is some crazy big gimmicky thing about every one of their monstrous furniture store. And here's like the, the gag for the Jordan, for, yeah. the, uh, for the IMAX, is to get to the ticket counter for the IMAX, you have to walk through the entire furniture store. Oh, wow. that oh I see. And yet, it, I'd say the IMAX theater that has made the biggest impression on me is uh, the one in Chicago at the Navy Pier. That one is it's absolutely massive, and I saw Interstellar there when it was when it first opened in IMAX. I still need to see that yeah. movie. Oh, I, I hate it's, to admit. yeah, it's it's good, and, and it was in IMAX only for a set number of days after as, as soon as it first came out, and I was traveling there uh, for business, got to take it in at night it, it, that evening after work. And it was it was un- absolutely unbelievable because uh, of course there's speakers all over the IMAX theater, but then the speakers are also a wall behind the screen because the yeah. screen's perforated, and it was it was nothing short of an experience. Now, now back in in the old days, air quotes, before IMAX was in all of our newer theater chains, had you any of you all been in a 3D IMAX? 3D IMAX theater. I have died. I have died. So the one I was in was yours like this, Sean. I was in one in Vegas, probably 98, 99. And it, the, the film was, it was, it was, a, a, an o, it was ocean water themed, okay? okay. I, so I think I've seen commercials for that one. I think I saw I've one seen that was that dinosaurs. One too. The, 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 it had Sting music all through it, right? I, I the poli- uh, Sting I'm not as musically songs. inclined as you are. Yeah, but I remember it, that one. If, if you think it did, I am, I, I lay money that you're right. Yeah. And the it, they were active glasses, and yeah. they were more like goggles. And by that I mean they were more like strapping that Carmen gear. They you had like power, your, and yeah. it's like they darken when they start the movie. Yes. And the theater that I was in, they had that that really steep rake to the seats. Yep. And there was a bar that dropped down like you were in a roller coaster, and I oh. thought. Is this for like vertigo where people are going to start? It's why am I being held in my seat to see this? And like there were scenes where it was like you were you were at water level, and half the screen was air, and the lower half was water, and you could see the ripple. I mean, it was really neat, but I couldn't figure out. It sounds like you've been in one of those. Yeah, so I want to say it was some kind of dinosaur themed movie, and it was at the. uh, There's a a a big IMAX like that with the 3D at the Palisade Center, which is a big mall in Nyack, New York. No, so there was no kind of like you know. Oh yeah, that's what this was. I I was fine until they. I was like, where are these bars? How am I going to see the? And it comes down over me. I'm like. Okay, this is freaky. Just to throw back the conversation for a second, I, I got a text from my wife with a very interesting point, throwing back to our discussion to George Lucas and needing a partner. She texted me and says, George Lucas needed a Ron Howard. <laughs> I, think yep. that, I think that's valid because yep. Ron Howard definitely has the creative, the ability to tell a story creatively, and it actually makes sense. So, all right. I'm you sorry said, to say that, but he's good. JP, did you have something on IMAX before I go off on Ron Hard? No. Hard. Ron, Ron Hard. 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 Well, we'll Ron, see what he can do with the... Uh, Ron Hard with, took a tour <laughs> through the state of Kentucky, <laughs> and he stopped in Louisville. <laughs> I'm curious I'm curious on your take on Ron Howard. Well, I, I'm just going to throw Ron Hard and Solo, because... He, he's the one that was supposed to pick up the mantle and run with Solo, well, right? Well, he did. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, he'll go down as the director of that when it comes out. It, it, he'll go, it, says, it sounds like the movie's destined to fail. 
Well, I mean, I, Joss I Whedon. Not. Well, Joss Whedon didn't go down as the director of Justice League. It's still technically Zack Snyder, mm. though that was a Frankenstein so, movie. So, so how true is this? Is I was watching. If it, you guys ever seen any of the? Uh, there's the uh, YouTube channel Honest Trailers. Yep. Yeah. And they did one on Avengers: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. which is like I was waiting to hear them rip it apart because it's not particularly a great movie. And he's he said in that, and 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 I'm I'm looking across the the table from me to the man that I think is going to have the good answer for me is that that basically broke Joss Whedon. That it, it did. was like. You were, he was so bound in by like, well, you can't break Infinity War, and you can't break the next three movies we're going to make, and you can't break this continuity, oh, I think you can't tell that story. And he just like threw his hands up after that and was like, I'm done with movies. I think, some, I think a few other things broke Josh Whedon. I think Josh Whedon broke Josh Whedon. Well, and he, well, he left basically the internet for a good year after Age of Ultron came out. Wow. And it did kind of break it. But I think it was, uh, I listened to an interview with him as he was making Age of Ultron, and it was in between Avengers and Age of Ultron, he just sounded tired. He was just yeah. exhausted. So, yeah, I do think that movie broke him. I really do. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Are you, I know JP's take on this, so I, I won't, I won't take, steal his thunder. But Whitney, what's your, what's your thoughts on Solo? I mean, knowing nothing about it, you know other than it's about Han Solo and his backstory. The, the thing that bothers me about it is the already critical response that, that it has gotten and and it's not it's not confidence inspiring at all just yet and so I so I'm, I'm at a point where I don't want to say I've already formed an opinion about it but I am excited to see it because I want I, I crave the story and I want I want to know the story and how it's told but it just hasn't it hasn't fared well and it's not even out yet it, from, from from the public eye perspective. So it's I, I'm just going on what I've heard and what I've seen. Sean, what's your take? I care. I watched care. the one trailer. Was it during the Super Bowl? They showed that, and and I'm interested in, in what they're doing. But the one that I'm kind of disappointed I haven't heard anything about in a while. I'm kind of assuming that even though it seemed like it was greenlit for a while, it's been shelved. Is I was looking forward to they were talking about a Boba Fett movie. Yes. And I'm looking forward w- to that more than a yes. young Han movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, who with, cares? I, well, I, I think if they if they take Boba Fett and tie it into the Clone Wars, then it would be interesting. All right, you ready? You ready for Bo- me to break the internet right now? <laughs> Boba Fett's first appearance, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair it was enough. the best part of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It well, totally was the best part. Like of the only Arthur? good part of it. Yeah. Like the Arthur wasn't B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur yeah. isn't it? I, I and mean, Lumpy. And Lumpy. <laughs> I'm just afraid that in little wookies. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just afraid that Solo is going to tell a story that we may or may not care about in retrospect, and it may actually do the character more harm than it does yeah. than it does yeah. him good. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think that there's something to be said for leaving well enough alone because Solo, when he was when he was introduced in Episode Four, he had a swagger. He had a certain amount of just uh, reverence and awesomeness to his to to the character that he brought to the to the overall story, and I don't know if seeing him younger is going to is going to enhance that or not. In yeah. fact, I think it might all it might actually just detract from it, and maybe that's why it's received some of the critical 
response that it's already gotten. I don't know. It's like, if you want a more serious kind of answer out of me, it's a discussion I've actually recently had with my wife that we get this a little bit with like Rebels and to a certain extent with Clone Wars and I mean, even with the prequels and, and Rogue One, it's like the Star Wars galaxy, I guess it's a galaxy technically, you know, we say the Star Wars universe, but it says all these planets, all these races, it feels like there's so many stories to tell in that, that we seem to like keep, yes, we love the characters that we've been given as nerddom, yeah. but it's like, when you look at like, and some of it's because of the movie, the movie format, and so I look kind of look forward to like a live action Star Wars TV series maybe, where we can explore that, where you look at like, Next Gen versus DS9 versus uh, Voyager. There's links, there's character cameos, there's characters in common, but each one's kind of its own corner of that universe. And there's so many stories to be told in Star Wars, and like, you know, they want to, like, I don't know, cash in on, well, it's Han Solo, so everybody wants to hear more about Han Solo. And it's like, let's plumb that universe, man. You've got so much there. Well, Give someone well, an opportunity to uh, tell some new characters well, you've and heard, new stories. That's why I was irritated with the ending of Rogue One, because I thought, I'm getting to know these characters and like these characters, and they yeah, have some alert. kind of dark so, dynamics. Sorry. And. and uh, they all die. Yeah, They're all gone. They, they, Spoiler they alert. They, they do. Even the robot's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's it, a droid. Not that you'd know the difference. No. <laughs> one, one thing that I will say is that if we're going to burn movie budget on another Star Wars film, they would do us all a better favor by exploring the mystique of the Force and telling us not the midichlorian stuff that was just that was a useless plot device because it was because it was never explored don't introduce something you're not going to explain okay but they could do so much with the the canon of the Force and what it can do and where how did it how did the I guess the religion develop over time and tell us stories that that you can span the generations because the force definitely did that. I just don't need Han Solo. I just don't need Solo. I, what I need is more of the story leading up to what we know and love. Solo is not deep enough. He's not complex enough to carry that mantle in my in my opinion and, and and as much as i liked rogue one which i really did the one thing that still s sticks in my craw is my like you know my my fan knit is in a new in a in star the original star wars trilogy we get many bothans died to bring us these plans where was that story in rogue one well dude, it's true <laughs> dude i was just uh i was i was just uh, informed that we hit the three hour oh, limit i've already restarted mixlr i've already restarted oh did you yep. okay so we're restreaming yeah okay good deal. i didn't realize that we'd gone that long yeah uh, yeah neither did i that's what happens yeah it broke in token yeah yep. that, absolutely that is what <laughs> well i think in, in JP, when, if you've apparently got we're not we've not been bounded by the concert tonight so no. if you've got something to add you know what my thought on this is I, han solo is the the mystery that he is i he, it, like leave some mystique han, there? the definition of han solo is that mystery yeah and don't don't run it just yeah. let it be i mean there technically already is some young solo story because back in the what the late 70s or the early 80s there were three han solo novels and you can go out there and get them collected and if you really need something it's there uh, yeah i we would don't need a movie I, I think you guys are absolutely right you do risk kind of uh, tainting the the mystery that you have for han solo now by trying to explain who he is rather than letting him just be who he is as we know him uh, exactly. I would much rather see 
Like, go back to, like, the Knights of the Old Republic era. My oh, yeah, that's for really kind of awesome. only been in the comic books. Yeah. So really bringing some of that story yeah. to the screen. Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. I mean, there's there's plenty well, I mean, of the it, mythology to it. make like a one hour. I don't know if anyone has read this, so, I'm gonna, so I could be being very esoteric here, but they need like a one hour special somewhere. Like if they were doing a TV series, do a one throw to Tag and Binker Dead. If anyone's ever read that, was a Dark Horse like one shot. I think they end up doing See, like two. Supposedly they're in solo. Oh, really? Really? Well, that would be yeah. interesting. That, so that, those that unfamiliar, like, like the first Tag and Binker Dead story, it turns out they're two guys that got recruited to be stormtroopers, and they show how they're woven into the original Star Wars story. So like when um, Obi-Wan is trying to uh, shut down the tractor beam on the Death Star, he like does like a force like throw, there's a noise over there, and the two guys that walk off That's to go them. explore are Tag and Bink. <laughs> and they yeah. just weave them through the whole Star Wars story, oh, and it's funny. hilarious. Yeah. It's is, like a total gag reel is it kind of, of like, Star Wars. Is that kind of like the robot chicken? Have you seen the robot chicken takes on Star Wars yes. where they do the episode Star Wars based? And one of the yeah. funnier ones that I had, uh, that I, one of the ones that I really liked was the pre-story to the scene in the cantina. And, and I can't, I don't know the character's name, but he gets his arm cut off. Yeah, Ponda Baba. And Nerd. <laughs> It, so the backstory is is that you know when he's speaking in his native tongue and the other guy is supposed to be translating part of his speech is I didn't say that. Oh, sorry, Ponda Baba is the walrus guy that, yeah. that speaks in the funny noise before the internet blows up and cracks. I think I think he was like that morning he was like talking to his boss and he was do he was like an artist and then the sad like the sad trombone was he was drawn with his other hand and it was just you know that was the robot chicken take on it. All right, so let's reel this back into games and. I, Man, we've gone for three hours. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and this three is hours our solid. show. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to have to go pull a Whitney and go to the restaurant. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how you all do such short shows when there's so much to say. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, you know. <laughs> we uh we, we do what Lucas should do. We govern ourselves. Gov- well, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, that's we're, that's what we don't we do. Sell Jim, Lucas our, we sell Jim Hale Lucas says in the yeah. chat. Whitney, it's dead. Star Wars is dead. It's Disney now. It's no longer our Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he, and he does bring up a point. He does bring up a point. You know, so. it, it, I would have to agree with Jim. When I when I went to Disney two years ago, they were just starting to get revved up for um, oh, uh, the name is not last not last Jedi the movie the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Force thank Awakens, you. Yep. And all over Disney was this weird looking like pig looking toy and I couldn't I said this must be some prominent thing in the movie was it the porgs is no that what it was? no oh. in the force awakens when Finn lands on um, not Naboo when Finn lands where Ray lives uh, yeah it's it's the not Tatooine Tatooine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly when he lands yeah. there and then you know he wanders across the desert and then he gets into this, the little encampment, the city, and he's looking for water. Mm-hmm. And he runs over to, and sticks his head in that fountain, and there's that big... That big elephant kind of thing? Kind of thing. Yeah. If they had that toy scattered. I mean, all over. Tinkerbell flew over the castle, and she was dropping them. They were everywhere, and I couldn't figure that out. And it was just marketing, marketing, merchandising, merchandising. However, yeah. if you can go to Disney Hollywood Studios and experience the March of the First Order, it is pretty See, awesome. That, they started that not too long after I left. Yeah. The March of the First Order is pretty cool. Is pretty cool? There is some cool Star Wars stuff in that Disney park now. I, I'm thinking yeah. we'll probably go back when the Star Wars area opens oh, up yeah. Yeah. And, and check it out. Yeah. But anyway. 
Yeah. So, guys, uh, this has been a great show. I really oh, it's been a fun show. Thank you guys in. for sitting in. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. For, I mean, thank we could sit and talk pop culture literally for hours, and it's fun. Yeah. Yes. And Whitney, we do just that I know. on podcast rule. You know what I just did there? Yeah, you know plug. what I just did? You did a plug. Yes, sir. We love you guys. Uh-huh. Th- thank you, Sean, for sitting in last night. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. I couldn't have had a better co-host. Uh, and Sean, J- Sean and thank you. JP was in town. Yeah, oh. you still wouldn't have to be. No, Sean. Thank you very much, Sean. I, seriously, I know Brent says it. I, I say it as well. I appreciate it because that allowed me to do what I needed to do last night. So uh, appreciate it, man. You're, thank you. you're, you're thank one you of the good it ones. Was, you're one of the good ones. It was way cool. Thank you, JP, for being a part of the show. We greatly appreciate it. It's as always nice always. to see you, man. Let's do as this again always. in November. Oh, oh, I, oh yeah. let's do it. On my home turf. Oh, yeah. 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 We're exactly. going to have to go invade Nashville. Hey, man. Get some spicy chicken. It will be Whit- fun. Whitney's taught me that, that you, you can't say eat your pod casserole without doing it with clenched teeth. Oh, I know. you have to. You, <laughs> have. Just, you have to talk to Adam about that. I don't know why he's so angry. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I say we wrap it up. We go play a few games. It's that time. And then maybe a little later, we'll head over to Rec Bar. All right? Sounds good. Sounds Thanks, good. everybody. So, close the show out, JP. Say it, say it, say it. Eat your pod casserole. <laughs> Keep your quarters clean and game on. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Woohoo! Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero.